Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. <laughs> You're all in a line. I thought Louie was going to go next. I thought, oh, we have a guest. Guys, we have a guest. We do have a guest. And he didn't count in. I was a little taken aback. Uh, well, I'm, I apologize. We always have, have a, we always do the guest after. It's the first time. You know what? We haven't had a guest in a long time. A We're rusty. Lot, a little out of practice. But we are joined today by a lovely guest to decommentator. Louie. Yes. My Hi. good friend Louie is me. joining us today. Thanks for joining us, Louie. Oh, thank yes. you for having me. And happy Hanukkah. Happy everyone. Hanukkah. I don't actually, did you realize that we are... We're Recording. It's going to come out later, but we are actually recording yeah, I don't during think the, Hanukkah. Fourth, I don't, the fourth night. Fourth night of Hanukkah. Absolutely. I don't think we'll have it ready in time for Hanukkah, but yes, we are recording during Hanukkah because we are here today to discuss the Disney Channel classic, Full Court Miracle. Woo! What a miracle it is. <laughs> what a miracle it is. Because <laughs> they, I think, I, yeah, I would say it's a bit of a miracle because I think they landed this one pretty well. I thought it's a pretty solid movie. Okay. I've never I, seen it before. Literally, I had seen it before and I loved it when I was a kid, and I, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um, So I was excited to do this one because I like to revisit ones that I enjoyed that I haven't seen in a while and honestly, loved it again. Pretty solid. Honestly, good movie. It is, vi- we were kind of like, oh, it's, I, I remember it being about a Jewish basketball team so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's good for Hanukkah. I didn't realize it was actually tied explicitly it's, to Hanukkah. It's a the Hanukkah movie. The tournament takes place over Hanukkah and not only that, it is a allegory for Hanukkah. In the many fuel ways, yes. in the fuel in the generator burns for, yeah, for eight more minutes and it's, it's mm-hmm. an allegory for those eight crazy nights, folks. Yes, and it is heavily steeped in Jewish culture and history, which none of us are familiar with. Yeah, I so am not a are... member of the Jewish faith. Here's the problem. I want to say right now, I am I deeply apologize that we do not have a Jewish decommentator visiting um, a member of the tribe. We have people in the benches that would have that would have worked. <laughs> you know, you know Jewish people? I do. I <laughs> also, great basketball reference. But also, like, our friend Austin, who came on for Luck of the Irish, he is Jewish and loves basketball. We had options, and I was like, oh, we could, you know, do Louie and someone else. I now realize the folly of wanting to get someone of the Jewish faith during Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. That is difficult as it's they true. are with their family mm-hmm. and busy. So we're going to do our best. I mean, um, shalom, happy Hanukkah. But also, <laughs> no. you kind of screwed us on this one. Um, yeah, so the timing's not great. We're going to do our best. I've I've done some research. I mean, we do have oh, a basketball episode. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I called my basketball guy for the basketball movie, um, and I didn't realize, oh, no, this calls for a Jewish guy. L- Lucas texted me and asked if I could be prepared to explain what a full-court press was. Yes. Not about the eight-night, the miracle of light. Yes, <laughs> that, that, um, this is accurate. This is accurate. And so we're all going to stumble our way through the dark, mm-hmm. like Moses in the desert. <laughs> Good reference. Thanks, guys. I told you I did some Googling. Uh, (laughs) To just the fact that Moses was a guy. (laughs) He Uh, wandered. He did wander. Anyway, before we get fully going. Okay, wait. Did you know this was based on a true story? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I did notice at the someone end. Someone didn't do their research. I did, yeah. I did notice at the end. We literally were all watching this. My family watched it together. And we were all like, oh, this is, mom asked if it was based on a true story. We're like, absolutely not. Because this these kids think he is the ghost of Judah Maccabee. And this is, <laughs> the story is pretty nuts. Apparently it was. Well, I did notice at the end of the movie, in the credits, it said the athletic supervisor was Lamont Carr, which is the name of one of the main mm. characters. So I was like, did they take that guy's name and use it for a character? Or was he a real guy that's something, you know, it's loosely based on something that happened to him. I wonder what based on a true story is doing here because obviously I think it could be true that this Lamont Carr 
coach this Jewish basketball team to a tournament win, but did the children actually believe he was Judah Maccabee <laughs> in the real life <laughs> was, story? Was, was he actually waiting to get picked up by the Sixers? Like, is he a real basketball yeah. player? What I really care about player. is, did the fuel well, actually you know I mean. burn for a long time? Yeah, Okay, but what I, I do think it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. I, I like it's not yeah, a lot Hanukkah of, hodgepodge. There's not a lot of information on this movie. The IMDb pages of these guys that wrote it don't exist. Well, like, and, all, and also to be fair, I don't believe in the credits. It says based on a true story. It doesn't. Like, no. But when you look on Wikipedia, it says it is inspired by the true story of University of Virginia Cavaliers basketball oh, star yeah. Lamont Carr. Play for the Cavs. So, so which is what they say in the movie. So I'm assuming from my late amount of information that is available is that his arc is kind of based on the Lamont Carr, the real guy. Yeah. Played for University of Virginia. And then it says the Jewish school basketball team narrative is some other kids who aren't the screenwriters. So I don't know if they mash the two <laughs> narratives together, but it's, it doesn't sound like it's, it's it was all one story. It sounds like oh, a lot okay. of people got in the writer's room and said, yes. we've got a couple projects going. So it sounds like, it sounds like the one? word inspired is doing a lot of yes. lifting in the yes. phrase inspired by Much a like story. Judah Maccabee was inspired yes. to lead his okay. people to freedom. Mm-hmm. Great. What, wait, was it freedom? I thought they were like getting attacked by an army. Well, a, freedom from a basketball that army. expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of our basketball expert, we have to extend to Lewis the courtesy we extend to all of our guests. Lewis, what's your favorite Disney Channel original movie, bud? Oh boy. See, I did not grow up with Disney Channel original movies. We didn't have cable until I was in high school. Oh, this wow. was one of the first ones I ever watched. Really? I have a distinct I memory of watching it when we finally had cable. Like my mother was watching a bunch of like cheesy holiday movies and this was one of them. And I was like, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I know this. I know that. I mean, honestly, this one's up there. My era is kind of more that 2010 era. Mm. So like Hatching Pete, to me, is a classic. Oh, we did not like that. Uh, I haven't seen it <laughs> did since not then. Like that one. Uh, uh, was it Radio Rebel or Rebel Radio? That Radio Rebel. Yeah, I do. I did do you remember. Guys, I do like, remember talking hey. to Louie about Radio Rebel. We were doing that episode, and he was so jazzed hey, for us guys, to be doing it. Everyone listening at home, I know a bunch of you are tweeting at me, and I, I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. Your, yeah, my voices, your voices are being heard. I saw it on TikTok as well. The guy from Radio Rebel is the guy from White Lotus, the new season of White Lotus. Which guy, which, yes, is which, he? he is the romantic lead in Radio. Which Rebel. guy from Radio? Oh, the. Oh, Oh, the, the, the guy that from like the, from the, the G's? Oh, yes. gosh. I, guys blew my mind. Thank you for alerting me to that because that is the kind of news huh. that I need to cross my desk. I did not realize it was him. But yeah, let's dive in with this film. So we open on Philadelphia. We are placed geographically, which was Emma's favorite things in yes. a film. City of brotherly love. Absolutely. I will say it did take me a little bit to realize it was Philadelphia. I did not pick up it from the statue immediately that they show. Pretty much until they said... Well, that's you not knowing you're Philly. I have in my notes... I've never been to Philly. Is that a statue I should know? Yeah, that was a similar note for me, but then they make it very clear. Um, And we open on two of our main characters, Alex and his best friend, Julie. I say best friend hesitantly. I can't figure out what's going on with these two kids. What was the point of this character? Are are they romantically involved? About a third of a way to a romantic lead. Yeah, it's... That's generous, honestly. Like, like, in one point, like, she just serves no purpose. Like, it's not that I don't like her, but I I really did not understand why she was there because, like, they don't actually flesh out, like, a romantic relationship. Her abandoning him at that one game and being like, I'm not going to watch you play sports anymore. Serves no, literally saying, no They don't purpose. really flesh out their friendship either. It's no, that's a, what I'm saying. It's like... I, I, the closest she gets to being relevant is the fact, and we'll get into this in a bit, is that his mom really wants him to be a doctor, and he doesn't want to do that, but she really wants to be a doctor. And so she is, she's they like... They just trade parents. Yeah, like, she's like, you don't know how good you have it. I wish by, I wish I could achieve the things that your mom wants to But we don't know anything about her parents or her situation. Yeah. No. Well, is I, she I, poor? What is she, can she not to, afford what to go to medical school? What I'm garnering is she is not Jewish. Right, um, she doesn't go to their school. Doesn't go to their school. Based on her outfit, I, as someone to go in the Catholic faith, 
I think she might be Catholic school girl. Philly also has a... But is she, like, his neighbor? Like I, They're walking to school together. But I do know she... I, I believe she went to Catholic school because she pulled something that I was very familiar with, which is she was wearing a plaid schoolgirl skirt she, yeah, she with track pants underneath, which is what yeah. all well, the girls used to do. when you visibly freezing. When you walk to school in a, in a cold area. Oh, you disagree? I feel like they did a very poor job of establishing the temperature of it. It's December in Philadelphia. There's why a lot of people they, just walking around in, like, light jackets. Well, then why are the kids <laughs> playing basketball in like puffer coats. That well, that was unexplained. They go. To, yeah. they, show, they show up to <laughs> practice jeans. at some point in, in cargo jeans. pants and jackets, and they're like, "Oh, we have to run sprints." And it's not like they. It's not like they're so new to basketball. Like they're a functioning basketball team yeah. before those practices. So you well, think they would have functioning? They like, have shorts. They do. Yes. I think the Julie character, if I had to nail it down, is like it's like they wrote the whole movie fusing these two different movies together. Mm-hmm. But two stories are like, "Oh shit, we don't have a girl. There should be a girl in this movie. There, there's not a girl that for talks. him to be romantically involved with." Or just to be there and taking up space. But, like, <laughs> as the resident woman expert on this podcast, I don't really need there to be a girl in this movie. The mom is doing so much heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. She's got such a good arc. I'm like, I don't need this nonsense romance plot line. I like, think they were just filling time. I have a couple comments of like, there are scenes where it just goes slow motion for some for absolutely yes. no reason. And my my thought was just, is, did they just need to get to the hour and a half mark? And they we could turn this five-second shot into and ten seconds? And my note to that is I could have seen them do that dance at least six more times. When they well, shuffle me, down the court, oh, <laughs> I mean, the fact we only got that once—that's well a for me. And I, I know we're jumping ahead. For me, what I could have used a lot more, and I feel more of, and I feel like I never say this in these kinds of movies. I could have used a lot more basketball because we are just, yeah, because we are just constantly, because yes. we are just constantly. All of the basketball happened in a montage, like yeah, all the no, games. It, like, it, yeah, at the very end when they're already supposed to be good, I would have liked to see some games of them actually being better. But we see them play like one game where they still lose. Like yeah. I would have liked them to see win, see them win one game before the big tournament where everything. They play, landing. I think. Two games in the first 10 minutes, yes. and then like five games in the last 15, 20 minutes. Yes. And not, all in and then all practice. And then, and then just in between, there's people saying like, hey, we're actually getting a lot better. And I'm like, are you? We haven't seen you any see, of you it. You see a lot of running, a lot of shooting. Yeah. And my theory on that is basketball is a very hard sport to put to film. Mm. Baseball, football, relatively easy. It's set pieces, start and stop. There's definitive yeah. beginnings and end. Basketball, there's so much nuance in the movement. There's, there's a so lot of much constant movement. Yeah, so yeah. like it's very hard to script to choreograph that accurately. So I think they might have been smart enough to pick up on that and try to avoid it because especially later in the movie not to jump ahead but they're doing the tournament scene there's a lot of pass pass to nothing they're not actually showing movement and a lot yeah. of like weird camera work yeah there's a lot of weird where they, re- where they speed it up and then slow it yeah. down and you cannot make out what's going on on the yeah. screen whatsoever and I think that's insane. them realizing well we have a bunch of kids A and we didn't really choreograph this very well so like it kind of just looks better well, to do a lot of quick cuts and... it's also so obvious they're in the world's they're in the world's smallest gym and oh, they could God. not capture it I have room for those cheerleaders. The no, cheerleaders are it's... in the benches in the corner. I also, though, I did say in the in the one of the last montagey things. Of, I was like, I said, look, like I feel sick. Like the yeah. way yeah. the camera was moving, I was like, I'm actually gonna throw up. Like I cannot keep looking at the. I'm trying to keep my eyes on the ball, mm. and like the way that it's moving is making me legit nauseous. And I and I think it plays to the strength that one of this film's greatest strengths is its uh, is the dialogue. Um, not necessarily the overall plotting the story. Like we're talking about, some things get picked up and lost. But the dialogue, I think, is pretty good. All the characters feel very genuine with where they're coming from, what they're trying to say and I think uh, that's really well exemplified here because we get the standard Disney Channel original movie opening dialogue of like Alex all you ever think about is basketball and it's like well I have to we've got a big tournament coming up at the end of the movie and uh, 
that happens to fall on Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah that happens to be on Hanukkah. And, you know, he'd be this, his mom wants him to be a doctor, but he just wants to play basketball. He goes to this Jewish boys' school. He walks into school. We meet the rest of the team. Not the entirety of the team. There's like the, the five, five starters the that you care five. about. Yeah. The starting five. TJ. Joe He's the half Catholic one, right? There's one that's only half yeah, Jewish. And he, he gets Christmas. He starts bragging about getting Christmas and Hanukkah and yeah. twice the presents. And I was like, that kid? That's a businessman. Um, <laughs> Joker. Joker, TJ, Stick. Stick and Big Ben. Then man, big, big, big Ben. He's the chubby kid. Is that kid. the butt? Yeah. Uh, you can tell he's a chubby kid because in the first game he's wearing an undershirt yeah. under his and, jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And and he, hates, say, he hates running in the yeah. yeah, I will say a lot of things in this movie have aged fine. The fat kid's it's cliche and a little bit of body shaving has not 100% made yeah. it. As a former the... and, you know, current chubby boy, <laughs> I've, I've thrown the t-shirt on under the jersey. So well, I, I can relate well, to well, that. That's good, the, ca- the, that's good uh, costume There's also direction. a joke where... I like the track pants and the It's also the joke where they go, they're starting to burn through a lot of their money. He's like, my parents are starting to ask questions. They think I'm spending it all on junk food, and man, I wish. (laughs) And I was like, oh, you're better than that, Ben. Come on. He's um, also just not that big. He's a kind of a little boy. No, he's like, not compared that to big. like Stick and Joker, who appear to be 28. Like they're so tall. Yeah. yeah, these are like his four best friends who are like the starters on the team. There are apparently a bunch of fucking scrubs that round out the rest of this roster. That we never, never see have a speaking line. They don't go to any of the extra practices. <laughs> they don't get invited anywhere. They don't get invited to the study date at Schlotz's house. No, no. Um, oh, yes, that's his name is Alex Schlotzky. They call him Schlotz. I by... liked this kid a lot, I will say. I thought he was a good kid actor, and I've seen some stinkers in these movies. Oh, I'll yeah. Say that. yeah. Well, have you? I looked up his IMDb after. No, what has he done? He, have you not seen Max Keeble's Big Move? Wait, yes, is he? He's the titular Max no, Keeble. No, he's not. <laughs> yes. Are you fucking kidding? And me? it blew my mind. He absolutely is Max Keeble, one hundred. Why yeah. am I picturing a completely different kid? I think there's a couple years difference, but that's two pretty good performances and nothing else he's done. Max Keeble's Big Move was a good movie. That's and one of my all-time favorite kids' movies. He got wow, like, he fucking is him. A young Josh Peck as the robe and Max. He was. Keeble. He was also just for the record. He was also in the Jenny project as the kid. Oh, I hated him in that. Well, everyone was bad in that. He was Except so for young, the monkey. But he was so young in that, too. Remember? Yeah, he was really that kid's young. like seven. He was really young. Absolutely. I kind of no, love that he fucking went out with Max Keeble's big move. He's like, that's my magnum opus. I'll see you guys I later. I mean, he did other things after that. But no, he does do a great job. I think in general, the performance in this movie are pretty all over doing a good job. Um, I think he, some of the some of the friend crew of the starting five are a little bit bland, but you know, there's five of them. They're not all going to be winners. They're, um, they're all very one note. That's, yes. That's but, their role. But, but speaking of not being winners. He is of Jewish oh. faith and he had a bar mitzvah which is in his Wikipedia so oh. you know that someone else would Google this yeah. <laughs> trying to see if he was legit enough for full court miracle Lahayim. I don't know what that Linz. means Linz his name is Linz um, um, but so uh, speaking of them not being of not being winners um, we quickly learned that he is on the basketball team for his Jewish academy and they are terrible they have not won a game in like 12 seasons or something they say like some crazy they've lost 19 in a row at the start of the like, film and then it was like the then they lose 20 in a row yeah I, I thought said, it was something they were in like double digits of straight losses or something yeah, I, absolutely, but they make a reference to the fact we haven't won a game in like years or something. At um, this point, and when they're in, they walk into school, you meet the rabbi, right? Like their school yeah, rabbi. Yeah, well, we, we cool start rabbis. We, cool rabbi. Yes, we have a, instead of a cool priest, we get a cool rabbi. There are cool well, priests. Well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of well, my. There thoughts. are cool rabbis. There are not cool priests. Maybe it's growing up going to Catholic school and in the Catholic face. But at any time I see a attempted cool priest on screen, I'm like, that guy is just the biggest loser. If yeah, I, I yes, that's what I'm saying. They attempt it. They always attempt. And every time I see it, I say, nope, not buying what you're. 
I see a cool rabbi or a cool like a mom or something. I yes. go that it just works for me, and maybe it's because I just didn't grow up in those faiths. The thing that works for but, me always, and this is fully my own prejudice, it has to be a religion where they can be married. The rabbi, he's talking about his wife. Yeah, he we meet cool. his wife later. Yeah, we meet his wife at the Hanukkah dinner. Uh, it's just a Shabbos. I don't think it's. Oh, it's Hanukkah. just well, Shabbos. It is but, during Hanukkah. Yeah, I don't. But uh, did yeah, they not light the first candle at that dinner? Or it's not the just, first candle. Okay. It's, it's like it's one of the later nights. We meet the rabbi in his history class where he's talking about. And the rabbi is also teaching history. Yes. But it's as I said in his history class. But it's like Jewish history. Yes, it's yes. about. So they're going. History. Are they talking about Hanukkah yet, or is this when they're talking about King Antioch? Well, that's which like is how somewhat it, related. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it leads in. They're talking about the overall conflict that involved the Maccabees. Yes, yes. Um, and so I said, "Oh, so this actually does have some Hanukkah stuff in it, so we're appropriate for this month." And then my next note is, "Wait, this feels sacrilegious <laughs> because then our hero Alex zones out a little bit and he starts." Oh, I forgot. They, <laughs> they imagine themselves as the Maccabees on the basketball yeah. court. Yes, we cut to this weird dream sequence where he and his team are all wearing like robes and armor and they're going up against and the basketball is like wrapped up like a little mummy ball yes. like... <laughs> they're going up against the film's antagonist question mark Tyler, Tyler. Tyler. and the warrior and he's a no. white nightmare <laughs> <laughs> do we know that he's Gentile or not I, I think assume. it's assumed I, I think assume. that's assumed I mean if he's they, they... they dressed him up in like Roman armor <laughs> did, yeah I think that's one of the film's big misses is they keep trying to make Tyler like a subplot of it. Like he keeps popping up. Just make him the faceless Gentile antagonist. Yes, make him like in the 80s movies like the blonde ski villain that's yeah. always wearing J. Crew. Like just, just lean into him being the white nightmare. Yeah, they, they, they go too hard into him specifically hating Schlotz. Like, yeah, they right? have like a rivalry that makes no sense. And like he just, you're right, he just will show up in the back scenes and he's like, Schlotz! And he's yeah. like points and you're like, why the fuck are you here? Like, <laughs> what is this kid doing? Yeah, he's low-key obsessed with Schlotz. Oh, we've seen it before. Yeah, they do this weird kind of sacrifice. Okay, also, I did Google a lot of stuff, guys, and I don't want to be incorrect. This The fight of the Maccabees is about, it's like this Syrian, it's an empire that was based out of Syria. That's King Antioch, all of that. They were originally allowed to practice their faith in the Temple of Jerusalem. The next king, like, took that away and invaded Judea. And then this was this was the Maccabees fighting against them. So they were, it, it's not Roman... It's actually a Syrian. No, but to be fair, it's Roman-styled armor. That's what they have them in. No, the costuming was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But a couple of things here, which we should touch on, is that Tyler, and I don't know if it's in the dream sequence or we see it the same later, he's so much visibly taller than Alex because Alex is so short. I mean, they do finally, the mom finally gives in and is like, this kid is five foot. I think that was being skirted around and I was like, I would love for someone to address that. Maybe the mom doesn't want him to maybe consider options outside of the NBA, not because, you know, she's so obsessed with him being a doctor, but because he is five foot. Yeah. And he, but to be fair, he's still, like 14 like he's like a freshman at this academy or whatever I, forget. I don't feel good That's... about his journey what I'm just saying he's got room to grow but I'm saying they're he's not in high school yet right no they are what you're you're he's he's over 14 this has to be I was confused about high. that because age wise they kind of seem like they're in high school and they over they're all over 13 because no, they've 14. been bar mitzvah yeah they've been bar mitzvah um, but why would the high school basketball team consist exclusively of freshmen I agree I with completely you. agree I, agree I thought with they you. were like it's... the oldest 8th graders yeah they yeah, dialed I, back I, a year yeah or just that they all happen to have birthdays in that yeah. weird nebulous space where it's like you still you go into the school year a little bit older than everybody. So which would be convenient, but yeah. whatever. Which usually uh, helps you be better at sports. You in would this think. Case. You would think. One, not well, that's case. another thing I want to hit not on. Not when you've got Tyler dunking. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's another thing I want to hit here is that I couldn't tell from the outset if he's even good at basketball. Schlotz. Schlotz. No, I actually have no like, because like, I know I, that he loves it. His passion loves is it, there. But I, could they, I was wondering if this was an Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff situation where he's like the one 
one good player on the team and the rest of the team just drags him down. And it's really not made clear. He has a problem where he doesn't pass the ball because we're doing that cliche. Is he good except for that? Because they still lose all the time. There's no shots of of them being like, oh, Schlotsky's just, you know, throwing up points left and right, all that stuff. It's just kind of them. I I mean... I think he's by far the best. Yes. I mean, I don't know that he's particularly good because that's kind of the journey of the movie is that it's not about the individual talent. It's about the team and the family coming together. No, I agree with you, but I just want to know how far he has to go on this journey. I think that's also a failing of the movie. I feel like the movie is trying to get away with just telling, not showing and being like, he's the best on the team. And they don't want to actually do the legwork to show you to have this kid be good enough on basketball on camera for you to be like, oh my God, he's amazing for five foot. As part of the, where they kind of shoot around the basketball a lot, you see a lot of made layups and and completed passes yeah. in the basketball sequences, which does not really indicate any level of skill. <laughs> um, you know, okay, he made a wide open layup. Well, which means yeah, they cool. gave the ball to a PA yeah. and they said, shoot this ball 17 times just in a layup. We're, we're going to yeah. cut your face out of it and we're going to put that into our footage. Yeah, it's not exactly clear. But yeah, after this weird dream sequence, we see him then play the Warriors in the regular season. And I think at this point, it's, it is dropped. At the end of the season, there is a tournament that is happening at the Jewish school, like in their gym, in their home gym. And he's like, we can't lose this. I want to win. I want to step our game up because we haven't won at all. And all the other guys are just kind of like, we suck. Like, why are they also like, just like don't care? They don't care that well, much. Like, yeah. They don't know ball. And ball is life for yeah. slots. I think you also realize like they do a good b- amount of set dressing in the opening sequence where like these kids care about homework. Like the yes, kids they, were, they're like, talking about their them. PSAT scores. Yeah. They're talking about their PSAT scores. They're, Which like, are reading... they old enough to take the PSAT? What? That's why I don't think they're in high school. Or maybe they, they are. They would be would be taking the high school PSAT in high school. Man. Whatever. I was very interested basically. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like they don't care about this stupid ass tournament only he does they're like trying to read textbooks trying to score well on the PSATs and he's like zoning off in history which yeah. is not good for him as well trying, like he, trying to date that Rebecca lady from the Rebecca Bloomberg Rebecca Bloomberg who we don't see until the, the, the yeah, she third act reveal she needed to be dropped earlier in the film oh but we should point out that this it, it is in this early game is where we see some of the other team's foibles like TJ I believe is the one who gets a big hot head on the court and he, like, he falls he, out he gets a, a technical foul for tripping <laughs> which you may get if it's an aggressive trip and he yells at the ref yeah that was a charge ref i think after the other team had made a basket i think definitionally that can't be a charge if they don't have the ball <laughs> not to be the basketball guy no here. that's you're gonna be the basketball um, guy Lou. but i don't think it could have been a charge and then the ref just throws him out of the game <laughs> yeah not a lot of leeway on that ref but you know tj needs to think of rebecca a little more Listen, yeah, it's hanukkah he has to get home to his family yeah. though <laughs> these fucking kids they're down by like 40 points yeah that ref was checked out at that point and then also you see their coach currently Yes, is one of the teachers. Mr. Simowitz. Mr. Simowitz. He's just sitting there grading papers. Giving a dialed-in performance, Mm. this guy. I loved this actor. I thought he was great. Yeah, he ended up being a surprising uh, spotlight, or a surprising highlight. He had a great third act. Yeah. Um, But he's just grading papers. He's never played basketball, has no No. interest in it. And I think some of the other kids are doing homework or studying on the bench, too. (laughs) Also also visiting people in the audience. In the stands are doing homework. Yes. So after the game, he has the discussion with the team that, like, we need to actually try and, you know, make something happen in this tournament. Which is in a month, keep in mind. Everything that's about to happen happens in the course of a month. Okay, but here's my only note for this movie. Really, the only thing that I, I'm going to make fun of it, obviously, a lot, because some shit is straight up crazy, but, like, my only big screenwriting note of, like, this is what I would have fixed about the movie, there needed to be bigger stakes on this tournament. They should have been, like, if you guys don't win, we're we are pulling basketball yeah. funding. Yeah. If you guys haven't won a, t- in a game in 20 games, we're going to give that money to a different club or whatever yeah. it is because, like, it was just like he woke up and got a wild hair on his ass one day and was like, we need to win this tournament. And I was like, I mean, why, though? Like, I know you want to win it, the but it wasn't, it was like make or break, and I'm like, why? The stakes are Schlotz's pride. That is, <laughs> and I 
And I guess his mother will probably make him quit basketball if he doesn't prove he's and good go at it. And go to medical but... school at 14, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Be a real Doogie Hauser. Yeah, because then we cut home after he has this pep talk with the crew. Can I just say I love these parents? These parents so are great. So much. They're fantastic. They're, yeah, his parents are wonderful. Uh, his dad is a real estate agent who does all the cooking, and his mom is a doctor who cannot Can cook, cook. Save to save her life. Can't even reheat a frozen waffle. No. no. Classic. Poor, poor lady. And they have a great rapport together. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, no, they were very enjoyable. And it's just like, they kind of just discuss some of the stuff we already said, that she really wants him to become a doctor. And the dad is a little more supportive of his basketball dream, of his hoop dreams, as it were. So much so that the mom gets a page, I believe, to go back to the hospital. And so he takes Alex. She literally walks in the door, eats one bite of something that the guy is cooking, and then turns on her heel and has to go back to the hospital. Absolutely. And they go out into the alley, play some uh, one-on-one in which the basketball gets thrown at, like, the original Land Land Rover, which I thought was really funny because it's 2003. Uh, Can I just say also, I loved the Schlotz's house. They live in this, like, big industrial kind of, like, light wood loft in Philadelphia. That's, like, ahead of its time. It was very ahead of its time. It was very modern. Everything looks like kind of like Scandinavian. Like there's all these big windows and they have this like sick alleyway with like a basketball hoop yeah. and like the the building looks, I mean, I know the dad's a realtor so obviously he probably got a great deal but it was a beautiful home. I but, loved it. I think I should note the movie I believe was shot in Canada so maybe in Toronto they were, they were just ahead of the, ahead of the uh, times. They were ahead of the curves over there. And I also learned, we haven't mentioned Miss Klein yet oh, who is the, Klein, the shrew yes. at the school um, <laughs> who hates basketball and just wants everyone to stay study and be quiet. No more shenanigans. That's no her. More shenanigans. No more shenanigans. If she sees you carrying a basketball, she will shoot uh, you dead on sight. According to her Wikipedia page, one of Canada's most honored actors. Wait, the what? actress who plays yeah. her? I didn't do any looking up into it, but I saw that on her Wikipedia page and I was like, I mean, it was a pretty good, it was fine. For, I mean, I worked for what it was, yeah. but, but all right. Do you think, I, was, I just want to know if she got the honors before or after Full Court Miracle. Was that like the jumping off point or the... Um, I, I think it was, I think it was the, uh, the, the small stone dropped in the pond. Yeah. That created big ripples. Okay. Um, yeah, they saw it. This was on her. <laughs> this was on her reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so then the, it cuts to the next day, and uh, he is going to see the cool rabbi, trying to convince Rabbi him. Lewis. By the way, yeah. is his name. sure, Rabbi Lewis, to go and try and convince him that uh, they need to hire an actual basketball coach, not Mr. Simowitz, who just teaches algebra. Someone who knows what they're Dude, doing. Dude, what the fuck are these awards? Canada. I, if you're <laughs> in Canada, you're not, <laughs> I'm glad we got your reaction real, on that. You're not a real country. No matter how much you try to be, let me read you these. One of Canada's, I mean, don't alienate our Canadian listeners. <laughs> they know what they did. One of Canada's most honored actors, having won two Genie Awards, <laughs> two Gemini Awards, an Actra Award, and two Dora Awards, and then parentheses, nominations. Guys, those are not real. You made them up on this Wikipedia page, and I refuse to believe that they are. Dora Awards? I don't know what you want from here. I think, think Boots hands those I think I think America's taken a lot of cheap shots at Canada's expense over the years. And I, and I want a part. bunch of Jingle Jangly Awards. I can put that on my Wikipedia <laughs> right now. This is all nonsense. Suck it, Canada. <laughs> but Rabbi Lewis basically tells him that they can't afford it, because, and because also, and this was the one of the most bonkers things to me, was that the school board would have to approve it as part of the budget, which his mom is in charge of. How does that woman have the time to be on the school board and be a full-time doctor? And we all know she's super anti-basketball, so that's not going to happen. Got to be negligent of her duty somewhere. Somewhere. She seems to be pretty good at Well, I think she's negligent with her son. Yeah, I I think that's where it is. She spends all the time on the school board or at the hospital. And in her her mind, being on the school board is helping her son, but but she's not supporting his dreams, his hoop hoop dreams. He just wants to play ball 
Ball is and life. she just wants him to be realistic, which is classic. I said when we watched this that I really liked the reversal here because I just feel like we see it so much in the Disney Channel original movie canon, where it's the dad mm-hmm. that is the overbearing parent that wants the son to follow in his footsteps and start the family business, be that like some car wash empire and like a Cinderella <laughs> story or whatever it is. I liked in this that it was the mom because I love a strong working mom. I don't know. I just thought it gave it an interesting twist. You love a strong working negligent mother. Yeah, yes. I love. I want the, the the final glass ceiling for us women to break is to also be able to be as negligent as men in <laughs> film and TV to our children. I will say, it was also nice, the dad likes basketball, also not good at it. No, like, it's not dad, like no, he's no, inspired dad. by yeah, when, I, when I said they were dad. playing outside and then the basketball gets thrown at a Land Rover, that was the dad's doing. Yeah. yeah, he almost, like, broke his own windshield. Yeah. So after striking out with the rabbi, the, he, we then cut to him and the crew playing at well, the... Well, I think importantly, the rabbi gives him the advice, you know? Oh. He's like, we need our own Judah Maccabee. And he goes, well, you know, Judah doesn't always show up when you most expect it, you know? Just yeah, be on the lookout. Go look for a dead Jewish historical figure. Um, I think that's taking it very literally, which some well, of the they, people they, did. They take uh, it very literally. Fourteen-year-olds take it. Also, just for the record, I know this. I don't think I've ever done this before, so I'm going to steal one of Emma's bits. Drinking game for this episode is to drink every time they say Judah Maccabee, and you will die. <laughs> you will be dead on the floor. They talk about him all the time. I, I I don't think there's probably any other movie in history that says Judah Maccabee this many times, no. unless there is a movie this, directly this, about it. This passes the. Mac a Bechdel test. Uh, <laughs> yep. Luke just pulled out a piece of paper, uh, read that off it, and put it away. Uh, it's dated four months ago when he wrote this joke originally. Yeah. Um, I will neither confirm or deny that. Um, it's so, laminated? Because <laughs> anything was to happen to it? So uh, we cut to them playing basketball at like outdoors on a playground kind of a thing. And, and, no, I would say an abandoned shipyard. It's, it's, like it's literally unsafe? on the it's on the waves. It's, it's on the like waves. It's like straight up Airbud, where there's like a chain link basketball hoop. There's no nets because those will get cut off. It's on the open water. They're playing that street in ball December. in December, and they're surrounded by shipping containers. Well, they're playing that classic Philly street ball, Emma. They out here in these streets. He's fourteen. Well, one of them's playing street ball. I think the other four would prefer to be studying. Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. Um, and he's trying to explain to them that he struck out with the rabbi, and he's like, "Yeah, you got to look for your own." Judah Macawaha, and he sees across the way a uh, gentleman playing by himself, just throwing the ball up, doing some layups or whatever. Just incredible, like Good basketball rock and, term, throwing the ball up. Oh yeah, yeah. And throwing one. that ball up. <laughs> yeah, and one. An incredibly um, talented, very tall black gentleman who yes. appears to be what in his thirties. I guess I don't know. Like he's a, he, he's a full blown adult. Is he what I'm he dunks at one point. Yeah, that's, how, that's, how, they, that's yeah. how they show he's good at basketball. That's how you know he's Judah Maccabee. Yeah, they yeah. play the whimsical music of like, oh, it's a, it's, it's the miracle we've been waiting. A breeze for. like comes with the chain link hoop, and it's like <laughs> mist coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so he immediately gets in his brain. That guy should be our coach, and he asks the most important question when you're about to hire a coach. Do you think he can jam? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. In this uh, kind of, he's clearly playing basketball very well in front well, of them so j- like a jam is like you know you could uh, it's like a slam dunk oh, okay. so like you know he just jammed that he jammed. come on and uh, slam welcome, welcome to, to the, the jam. jam but that's yeah. why where I get confused because my only that's my context yeah. clue and it's welcome to the jam sounds like it's a location yeah or, a party. or like a party you know it's interchangeable but like okay. Michael Jordan's I guess I always interpreted it as Michael Jordan's stretching dunk at the end of that movie is the titular space jam that mm-hmm. is the jam okay, that, okay but that maybe that's me being a fucking weirdo and we're all, we're all <laughs> welcome to, to see 
need that <laughs> yes. jam. Yeah, I, I believe so. But I'm just saying, is he asks, do you think he can jam when we've seen him dunk and lay up and do all this trick? I'm like, you can clearly see him. He's very good at mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's got the footwork down. He's he's going through a workout. He's not just like shooting with his no. buddies. He's like Training. clearly good at this sport. And so he goes over to him and is like, hey, can I this rebound This is the kind of you? shit, though, where I'm like, uh, you can't show children apo- approaching adult strangers in a park anymore. Like, that's, I was like, I was like, this is somewhat unsafe that he's just going up to a random adult he doesn't know and trying to, like, battle him in basketball. And, like, he's not, like, a warm friend. I guess maybe that might be worse. If he was trying to lure him into his van, that would be more <laughs> well, problematic. I actually really like, and I think that's how it speaks to Alex Lynn's performance, is that I think they bounce off each other very well. Yeah, they like, have a good... Like, it's like, not like it's not just the kids bouncing off of each other. Like, he acts well with the adults as well. Because the gentleman playing uh, Lamont is this character's name, which we don't know yet. Um, His performance comes off a little bit understated and very quiet. Really mostly because a lot of time he's just done with this shit. Like, he goes over there and tries to, like, you know, build up a rapport and be like, that was really good. Like, where did you play anywhere ever? Like, what's your name? And he doesn't answer any of his questions. He just keeps shooting. And he's like, I'll tell you what, how about I throw one up and then uh, you do it. And then, like, if my first one was to miss, you have to answer a question. And he just takes the basketball and gets in his car and leaves. <laughs> like, he's just That's like, a man who has seen life yes. and what life has to throw at him. He's like, and dog, said, no, thank you. I do not need... I do not have time for this Jewish child. <laughs> to be hassling me as I'm trying to provide for my family. I mean, I get what you're saying that his performance is a little quiet. I kind of really like his performance No, it's in this, good. I'm saying it Because I think it sets up a good arc for him where he is much less understated by the end and he's kind of, you're getting that vibe. He's shut down. He's embattled and he he does not have time for this No, it this works. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um, But he takes off but Alex spies his license plate as he leaves and I was like, oh God, is does he, he going to run, re- he gonna run the yeah. plates like through the DMV? But no, what he notices is that it's a specialty license plate from the University of Virginia Boosters Club. Um, which is, I guess, How the a fuck thing. would a kid know about? Okay. Uh, which is, I mean, it says University of Virginia. As a young boy, I memorized <laughs> all booster clubs license plates. Just in case. All you state schools. I didn't go to any of these private schools. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But just in case you were ever leaving a public shipyard and yeah, saw someone. Yeah, and I saw up. someone with a license plate, Judah Maccabee 186. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, it has JM on the it license plate. It does say JM. <laughs> Um, but that could be for jam, as we know. It could be. Uh, but he goes onto the internet, because it's 2003, and looks up the University of Virginia for the past uh, basketball players and finds someone who looks just like him. His name is Lamont Carr. He played for four years. And then he went... Uh, and they, we don't see all this in this scene. He then went on to play for the... What did we say it was? We said it. The... What team? Cavaliers? Cavaliers. No, she mentioned that. Oh. The Cavaliers is the Virginia school mascot. They're oh. the Virginia oh. Cavaliers. I thought... I don't know that he... But he did say... It does say he was pro... He did, played in some pro leagues they mentioned his hurt. they mentioned his cba stats which i believe is a reference to the chinese basketball association um i tried to look up lamont Carr cba stats not a lot of results okay great they make it sound like he was professional in some way post-college and then got hurt yeah i think mm-hmm. he played overseas professionally okay, okay, okay. which is you know no no small feat but it's not quite the nba and he's trying to make it to the to nba the 76ers yeah that's a team why right? specifically the 76ers we're I in don't. philadelphia yeah just because that's where the and movie it sounds like well, no, has... it, they didn't say no it's because they're like one of their guys got injured recently and he's trying to get the trial. And he like knows a guy yeah. who works yeah, for them something or something. Like yeah. Yeah. I uh, But wait, is there an NBA team called Cavaliers? There is a Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, Cavaliers. so I was... Okay. <laughs> so I, I want to point out that I wasn't yes. totally misplaced thinking you were not, the, the NBA. But. So then after their first interaction doesn't go very well, it cuts to them uh, returning to the park 
later and confronting him once again, telling him, I know who you are, I played in college, you're really, really good, et cetera, et cetera. He, we want you to coach us. And he's like, listen, I'm here trying to get picked up by the 76ers. I don't have time for this. I'm just waiting for the call. He's like, yeah, I'm waiting for this tryout. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the call. Um, I don't have time to coach. He's like, well, just coach us until you get the call. Like, we'll pay you. And he goes, how much? <laughs> like, he's, he's actually interested once they offer yeah. some money. And I kind of like this because, like, money makes the world go around, baby. Mm-hmm. This is a realistic motivation for, like, why this guy would coach this group of random kids that he has no allegiance to or ties to. Like, he needs money. Like, he does. And you know what they have? Money. But they're stealing yeah, from their 20, parents. <laughs> 20, bucks, 20 bucks an hour. Because he takes the 20 bucks that he has, he goes over to the court with the rest of the team, and he just makes them start running. Uh, it's a little 1755s. 1755s. So and what to, is that again? So you have to go to the length of the court 17 times. And if you do it in under... 55. And if, if anyone does it in over 55 seconds, you have to do it again. <gasps> I have some questions about that. If it's the full length of the court, 94 feet, is it is it down and back one? No, it seemed like they were doing like suicide where you go to yeah. each of the lines and then back. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't exactly... Because we ran 17s when I played basketball. I'm a former player as well. I played <laughs> for the St. Paul Giants. Uh, <laughs> Google and them. We didn't really have, yeah. Google, 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 Google stats. Google my stats <laughs> off the bench in eighth grade. I mean, from a coaching perspective, it's a good place to start because it's clear Simowitz has not made them, like, run at all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that, like... It was clear Big Ben. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way... The he way, was gassed in the first game. I haven't written the way, down. The way he starts off training them is just like, okay, we have. I have to condition you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so are you guys just not having any form of practice? You just show up... They just lose. show up to the games, you, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just show up, lose. Because, like, even after school, they don't have normal practice. Yeah. They just have this unlegit practice in the park. But then I think that Schlotz is just running himself. And for what it's worth, in my grade school basketball days, we did, our coach did say part of the reason we ran so much is we were smaller than most other teams and if we can't beat them with size, you gotta beat them with conditioning. We gotta be the better conditioned team. So that's some that's some classic Sorry. middle school coaching stuff or high school coaching. I don't. We still don't know. Well, but. let me let me ask you this. This is a good question. Is Lamont takes him up on this offer? If you're a good basketball player, how easily are you at, like to be good at coaching? Is my like I feel I know like that transition is common for players to become coaches, but like. Could you just, as a basketball player, immediately be like, yeah, I'll coach this random team? Like, I think, especially at a team that bad, fairly easy because they have so much work to do. Yeah. You can really just start with the fundamentals. You know, I think coaching gets a lot more specific once you get older and better. Mm. And it kind of becomes, you know, you know you know how to pass dribble and run plays. What are the nuances within that? And that's a lot harder to teach. But I think... And, like, these kids couldn't run. So, like, yeah. that was... Mm-hmm. that was, oh, yeah. so they were the, And um, I think his, big, his best coaching job is getting them to believe in themselves and to mm-hmm. try hard. That's yeah, really... That is true, yeah. And also they eventually stop having to practice in the shipyard, which I think yeah. is also a big win. Well, at first they also are, and we, we've alluded it's to this, and I, and I don't really want to go through exact the exact minutiae here because it's kind of dumb and it's very cyclical. A, a small contingent of them, at least, are mildly convinced that this man is the ghost or like the reincarnation of Judah Maccabee. It seems like That's... all of them except for Schlotz are convinced that he is the ghost of Judah yes, Maccabee. Yes, they're, like, they're asking him questions to try and suss out if he... Because um, they said J- J- Judah's dad was named as Matthias, and he had four brothers. Mm-hmm. And so then like he shows up to a practice and they're like, What was your dad's name? He's like, Matthew. And they're like, Oh, how many Whoa. how many how many siblings do you have? And he's like, I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah. and he goes, well, there was a fourth, but he died. Then you the kid has to go, Schlotz goes, Sorry about your brother, man. Mm-hmm. And then there's a beat, and then they 
go running again. Yeah, they just start running more. And I, I think that happens before the second practice, which yeah. Lamont opens up by saying, okay, dogs, bring it in. Oh, yeah, and they these get kids offended. are so white. They've never heard the word dog before as like a term of endearment or just like And he's like, slang. that means like my boys. My, yeah. What did he yeah, say? Yeah. He's like my bros. He's the brothers. brothers. Yeah. My guys. They're yeah. like, my dogs. He's like, Abs- what do you and call they, it? They then proceed to take it so literally, as we will see later. Um, You mean when they start barking? When they start barking, yes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> But they, they, so they do a couple of these conditioning practices, and then it t- turns out that, uh-oh, Schlotz can't go to practice anymore because his mom has set up where he will go and shadow a doctor after That's school. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get that you want your kid to be a doctor, but he's also 14. Like, there's not that much. Let's focus on maybe the PSAT instead of him going to an active hospital every day. Yeah, like, if I was a doctor, I would not want to have to deal with a 14-year-old on a daily basis. Yeah, and also, she seems to be, like, a hospital doctor. Like, she's getting paged for emergencies. Like, yeah. They probably don't have a 14-year-old following them around. Yeah, yeah, she's the like going on rounds with some random doctor we never get to see. But obviously it's going to cut into his practice time. So he has to convince uh, Julie to take his place because she wants to be a doctor. And they, she's like, it'd be such an incredible opportunity to study at the feet of a famous doctor. He's like, you go. And she's like, all right, bet I will. That um, problem is solved almost instantly. Um, but then a new problem arises where, uh-oh, they're running out of money. So he sells this very expensive Dr. J basketball card that he has that he got for his bar mitzvah to afford the next bit. But then... Which something else, I'm just like, oh, a tiny screen running note. I wish I would have seated that in a little bit earlier. I wish I had would have brought up the card in a previous scene. Or that he, like, idolizes Dr. J. J. That's his favorite player. He's a Philadelphia it... legend, you know. To make the stakes a little bit higher for when he does have to sell it. And he, he, he well, I don't think he's that attached to it. No, he offers to sell it at the drop of a hat. Yeah. It really, it's not twice. that important to him. Usually, doesn't he sell it twice? He, he offers to, but he ends yeah. up not having to do it. But he needs to sell it because uh, Lamont's van has broken down and he needs to get it repaired and that's going to cost got, a lot more money than they can pay him 20 bucks a day. The valves are cranked and the bolts are Yeah, I love busted. this mechanic being like, it'll cost 300 500 if you want it done right. And I was like, wait. <laughs> and of course the thing's just like fucking smoking and they've got like yeah. pools of engine fluid everywhere and he needs like, yeah, more money up front basically. And I believe at this point it is revealed, and at this point it has been revealed to us, the audience, but not to the rest of the characters that he is in fact homeless and living out of the van that we see him drive around. Because we see him go home and like count the money that he do, you uh, see, we, do we know that already? I believe we do, yes. Okay, so yeah, I guess, right, because when, when the van breaks down, I, as if you were realized, that, how, that's his that, home. Was, that was a big deal that he like really needs that van to work. Because yes. he's basically, guys, leaving these practices, driving the van underneath an overpass, pulling out like a folding chair and a little table and a, a charcoal grill and like eating dinner there and sleeping in the van. And so this van being broken is a big effing deal. Mm-hmm. Schlotz comes and is like, we'll give you the money, you know, all up front to fix it. They have this scene through the van windows, which I thought was so funny because they're I don't. It was just. Oh, there's like some impressive dramatic. shots in these movies. There's some, weird, some, really bl- there's some weird cuts. Did you notice that? Like weird, like artistic cuts where like a waffle will be thrown and it'll like wipe to like the next scene. This was like they were talking at each other and Schultz is looking through the window of this and he's looking through this and looking at each other and the smoke from the engine is like curdling around them and I was like, can Schultz even see through that window as they're standing on a stool? Because the height difference between these men is insane. It is actually. I was impressed with how well they navigated it because it is hard to have people that are that different in height talking to each other on screen and they had to get creative sometimes with how they did it but yeah what happens next I don't well, know well he he tells him when he gives him the money for the van he says here's the money for the van I, but I want you to also recognize that people the kids are the guys are getting sick of having to just run 1755s every day can you do something to kind of inspire them make it fun to make them love basketball to love the game 
and he also references at this point that the tournament is two weeks away. Yeah. And I was like, my guy, how good do you think you can get in two weeks? They've had like two practices. And uh, and so the next practice, he doesn't make them run. Um, and he does explain that it's like the best way I know to make a team better is conditioning. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry I was hard on you, but you needed it. Um, but today we're going to talk about shooting. And so then there's just a little montage of them mm-hmm. learning how to shoot. It's nice. Cool. They're having fun now. Yeah. They get, you know, I think TJ misses a shot and he goes, I hate basketball. <laughs> and then he makes the next one. He's like, Lamont says, just clear your mind. Just don't think. And he makes yeah. the next one. He's like, I love this sport. It's mm-hmm. the best ever. But then after that practice, they all mention that like, okay, we're running out of money to pay him, you know, day by day yeah. kind of a thing. What are we going to do? And so they steal Schlotz's mom's espresso machine and they build a... Oh, with a gorgeous, like massive which golden... Which they, like, they did set up beforehand. Because you see her do it, but it's like this beautiful, like golden, like cafe espresso machine that would be in yeah. like an Italian cafe. Like it's Indu- not just it's a little industrial. espresso. It's an industrial espresso machine. Mm. How did they get that heavy, heavy thing out of the goddamn Schlotz could not carry that. They set up the espresso machine outside the synagogue and are selling coffee just on like a ramshackle cart or whatever and who shows up but Mrs. Klein Canada's greatest actor yeah. <laughs> Canada's most decorated Canada's most decorated actor she immediately susses out that something is wrong but also I said in my brain hey it's Saturday I assume because everyone's going to the synagogue that's their day right Saturday yes it's Saturday we're outside of school you have no power here Mrs. Klein why are you upset about anything that these kids are doing uh, she asks what's going on he kind of blows her off so she goes and calls his mom because uh, she's on the school board. I assume she has her number and is like, and oh. she's just a busy body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she's got her nose in everybody's business, this lady. And she's like, "Where? what's Alex up to? And she goes, oh, he's, he's shadowing uh, the doctor today. <laughs> um, also, I, she says like the husband, I also can't find my espresso machine. Do you know where that is? Like, I can't um, find the like giant machine. Yeah, yeah. That massive That you haven't moved since you brought it into the apartment, by the way. And was probably installed by a professional company. It would be impossible to move from its place on the counter. Um, But yeah, she snitches on Alex to his mom and so now the entire that's the thing that got me is not only is their coffee scheme which I think is a fun idea of how they ended up making money um, not only is that blown, now everybody knows everything about Lamont, why they needed the money, yeah. who it was going to, that they've been receiving secret practices from him after well, school. You know Ben told because he wanted to get out of running. He thought, if, <laughs> if the parents find yeah, out... I'll be, like, I'll be. Oh, those I'll, kids I'll, folded like a cheap suit, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to see it, but I'm sure they did. None of these kids besides him like basketball. They don't even care. They want to be doctors. <laughs> they want to be lawyers. They've said it like a million times. Yeah, they actually have. They all, everyone else has a dream besides basketball but him. I guess I don't know if we've really established this. Not only does Schlotz want to win the tournament, his legitimate dream is to play in the NBA. Yes, yes. yes. He wants to be a professional basketball player. His long-term And his mom is trying to walk that back, and I'm saying I don't think that's that negative of a stance to take. I think we should level set expectations for the five-foot kid about making it to the NBA. I think you can do that without basically telling him to never play basketball again. And also also being like, you can't be, you have to be a doctor. 100%. Only a doctor for you. Also, I want to say something controversial. Oh, boy. I hope I don't get flame for this, but I don't think Schlotz is smart enough to be a doctor. This kid oh, no, can't he's get bad at he's school. fucking bad at I mean, school. I mean, this happens in a lot of... I don't really... want him operating on me, this dumbass kid. This is gonna be pretending to dribble in yeah. the middle of the operation. <laughs> 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 Just like... This happens in a lot of movies and shows. I feel like great where he's like fake dribbling. Well, I, I think it's like meant to be oh, the turnover. I, I think it's meant to be the delusion of parents that like their kids just don't try hard enough, or if they work hard enough, they'll overcome it. But it's like, yeah, his test scores are not good. All the other kids do better than him. Like yes. he's just, and I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Granted, just, he's not really trying. But yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to try to be a doctor. That's yeah, what I'm I've, I've never been a doctor. His heart's but, not in it. Yeah. This is what I. One of my biggest things is like I don't believe that, and this is again a controversial take. I don't get blamed for it. I don't want doctors 
to have hobbies. I don't want my doctor, if they're holding my life in their hands, I don't want them to also like be really passionate about their like improv comedy troupe. Like your passion, like you need to be 100% focused on being a doctor and nothing else. You don't want them throwing disc golf on the side? No, no. I mean, <laughs> they can they can have something, they can have an outlet, but I don't need them to have a second passion. Like, what, if they're, them... what if they're like with a, in a surgeon and they do something like help with their hand dexterity, like knitting or something? That's okay, but if they're trying to become <laughs> the world's greatest knitter, then I'm out on it because what? that's distracting from them saving lives. What if they're trying to become the world's greatest operation player? Mm. Mm. See, that's where it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my thing with Schloss. Yeah. I don't want him to be a doctor. His heart's not in it. And I don't want someone half-assing my life-saving operation. What if they're a skin doctor and they're trying to build a Buffalo Bill-esque <laughs> human skin suit? Well, that's taking his work home. Yeah. That's just, that's just good business. That's dedication. That's, yeah, that's dedication. But it comes to school the next day where he's, you know, telling all this to Rabbi Lewis. And Rabbi Lewis is actually pretty open to the idea. And he just says, I think cool the main... Rabbi. I, I just think the main reason that everyone's a little upset about this is that nobody knows this guy. Like, you did it by yourself. So I'll and tell yeah, you, you met him in a in shipyard. Yeah, and this yeah, could yeah. be anybody. You met a straight... You approached a stranger. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to invite you, your parents, and Lamont over for Hanukkah for di- for dinner in my place, and we'll all we'll get to know him a little bit. It should be noted, Rabbi Lewis on board, the dad on board, Mrs. Klein and the mom, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, that's I think the, the moral of this divide. story is women are dumb and don't understand basketball. That's <laughs> well, what we're supposed to be I wasn't going to say it, but now that you've mentioned it, <laughs> let me pull out my, my treatise on... <laughs> it's like they don't understand that the most when important Louis, thing... Louis, came, Louis found out I wanted him on this podcast, and he's like, now's my time to be an absolute man. Yes, he does have a leather-bound shirt. <laughs> a lot of handwritten scribbles and a little worried guys. Also, why does it say property of one proud boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> My mother's very proud of me. <laughs> and all the white supremacy I do. <laughs> but that's what they're going for, is that these silly women, one of whom is a medical doctor, don't understand the high stakes of this stupid basketball <laughs> Um, well, to your credit, it's also a Christopher Nolan-esque men obsessed with stupid things yeah, like, like story. Yeah, prestige style. Yeah. But it's also... Because, a- again, he just wants to win this one tournament. <laughs> and also, I do think women are a little bit better at certain things, which is like, hey, wow. I, so sexist I don't think that our son should be approaching strangers in a shipyard park and then, like, <laughs> hanging out with them and paying them money if we don't know them. So I think they're a little wary of, you know, him, you know, having coerced a stranger into coaching them. Listen, the dad's got a lot on his plate. He's got to sell this one condo Con- that he can't sell. <laughs> He's got to cook all the meals. such a fucking loser. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming at this mom, who, by the way, we do know is negligent, but uh, <laughs> is working very hard. And I'm like, dude, you have one condo to sell and you still can't do it. Like, you can't sell that one. It's a beautiful condo, by Seems the way. Lovely. What is she doing all day? The, the cooking person, all of the cooking, food. Cooking, I guess, all the yeah. food. For, but the kid's at school and the mom's at the hospital cooking his own waffles at that point. I, well, I, you don't know what hours that lady works. So it cuts to the rabbi's place. They are lighting. I uh, love this dinner. I wanted to be there. They're, lighting, so they're lighting the menorah. Um, there's actually a very funny bit where they're all singing around the menorah and he, uh, Alex reaches and just hands Lamont uh, the yarmulke and is like, you gotta yeah, put it on, put, put, it a, on. Yeah, put the hat on. And so they all, they're all sitting around the table and uh, Lamont's very unsure about eating Jewish food because they're having, you know, gefilte fish. Yeah, there's a little li- bit of the uh, gefilte fish like And that. chopped and liver. But then he has it and he really then enjoys it. he seems it. to legitimately enjoy it. He does. He seems nice. like it's really good. And gefilte fish is good, guys. I, um, I like But then it. he awkwardly asks for a glass of milk and they're like, <gasps> uh, excuse you, we can't mix meat and dairy. It's co- 
structure. And he goes, oh, my bad. Which uh, is the most red flag of this whole scenario. Not that he's a strange man he met at the park, but he's asking for a glass of milk. <laughs> that's what I said. After eating fish. <laughs> she's a salty <laughs> fish. As a grown man. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, what a random thing to ask for. Just have him say, you know, it'd be really good if you had a little cheese on it or something like that. Like, yeah. Something, yeah, like yeah. something that makes more sense or like butter. Or I don't know. And so they get to talking a little bit. They're asking him about his past. He's like, did they know he played at Virginia? He's like, what did you study? And he goes, athletic. Uh, training. Training. Physical therapy. Physical Physi- yeah, some stuff like Physiology that. or something. Physiology, I think is the word, yes. Um, so he's clearly, you know, qualified for that kind of a thing. I would say overqualified to be their coach. So he yeah. goes out, their first coach was fucking Mr. Simowitz. Like, yeah. like <laughs> he's, this man could probably coach at, like, a collegiate level, and I don't know if he needs to be coaching these eighth graders. Uh, but something that I think is really cool in this scene is they bring up something that I think a lot of people didn't know. Our mother was not aware of this when, yes, we, we, brought it, when we brought it up, is that uh, the, actually the origins of the modern NBA and mm-hmm. basketball as we know it, a lot of it was founded in Jewish culture. A lot of the pro teams now were originally all Jewish teams kind of thing because it was very popular in the Jewish community when it was starting out. So they give you a little history lesson there, which I thought was very cool. I think this movie does a great job introing. Like, I remember I watched this as a kid. I know you didn't watch it. It's a little bit old for you to have watched it. But I remember watching this as a kid and, like, we grew up in a very predominantly Catholic area. We don't get a huge amount of education on Judaism and what Hanukkah is and how that holiday works. I think it does a good, as good as you can through the lens of a, a kids basketball movie a good explainer on Hanukkah does some stuff about the Jewish faith I think it, it, it gives some nice like I don't know context and education without like hitting you over the head with it in a way you know the, what I mean this is some like embarrassing living sheltered stuff but this is like the most I learned about Judaism as like a young preteen boy was like from this movie I was like oh so that's what kosher means but like we went to Catholic school and you learn Old Testament stuff but it's kind of not in the same context it's, that, it's not with the same reverence remember that weird ass Seder meal they used to make us do yeah oh yeah which was like For teaching Passover. us about Passover, but not through the lens of Judaism, through the lens of like the Old yeah. Testament. If we were in like a yeah, basement we, and, and we, yeah. we ate a cake that was shaped like a lamb, that, that I, don't, I don't think that's traditional. No, they they do do a good job of weaving in a lot of the Judaism themes. I think, and like the, when the rabbi says some kind of like cryptic, I mean, inspirational stuff, it's like oh, that's true. Like, but that's when they're not saying the name Judah Maccabee a million yeah, times. Well, yes. Well, Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee. Judah Maccabee, yes. Judah Maccabee to you. But so the conversation eventually turns that the rabbi says, well, I think I've heard really great things and clearly the team's been improving and that's when I wrote have they? We haven't seen them play a single game. Are they any yeah, better? Yeah, we could have really used We've like a midway game shoot. or something. Yes. Like, I, yeah, like, that's what I'm something. saying. Like, I had no or, like, idea. Or like I wanted to see them win one game before the tournament. Well, they don't win a game they before the tournament. They could have done that dance. They could have been practicing that dance a little bit earlier because yeah. I, like, I... The only thing I want to talk about this movie is that dance. <laughs> I can tell them by the look on her face. So the rabbi's like I think I would. we would like to hire you as the coach for uh, our team and he says no, 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 I'm waiting on this call from the I really am not looking to get like a full-time job. And the mom looks so relieved. She's like, oh, thank God, they're not going to hire him. The rabbi's just, all right, we'll just hire you like day by day. It'll be super chill. And I was like, what What kind of policies does this school have where you can just hire someone for like... For a day by like, day. Like, is he just getting an envelope of cash at the end of the day? Lucas, like, you what? laugh at that, but like this school, while Jewish, reminded me of our Catholic school where it's like, there's no fucking rules. Like the rabbi's <laughs> running shit in the way that like the nuns were running our school. Like people, they would have paid like the preschool aides by the day. Who the fuck knows what they were doing? They're not mandated by the state didn't yeah. nobody was looking at anything but you gotta have that address god you, you do you have, have that one, there's one hard rule there's though. one rule also, in like, the jewish school by the day and it's like he needs paperwork for that like like they also to... what is mrs klein is she a teacher what is she i like thought a dean she of was students? like the dean that's oh, okay. what i that i gleaned she felt like a dean no, 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 can't say that <laughs> 
She felt like a dean redacted vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I asked her, I guess I said the name of our real high school dean, but she felt like a dean redacted, like that <laughs> character who's like, she's only in charge of student behavior. Like she's not a teacher. So then we cut to uh, Lamont coming to school for the first time. And everyone in the school acts like they've never seen a black man before. <laughs> they just... Yeah, or a tall person. Or a tall person. It's I can't little, tell what they're reacting to. It's a little to. column A, a little column B. What is 2003? So it's probably him. a black person. They're That's, all nimbies in that and, school. And they keep going, <gasps> like looking up at him yeah. like he's so tall as well. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. And also, they live in Philadelphia. Like, come on. Yeah, one would think. And then it cuts to them practicing. But the thing the rabbi had said, like, oh, the reason we're not comfortable is because you're practicing, you know, at a playground. You should be practicing in the gym. And then it cuts to them practicing outside in some ramshack. It's like an alley that's barely what? wider than the paint. With what? a tool shed and the <laughs> it back. It is so narrow. It's not like the ball's going to bounce. It's not even a full like half court. It's and at just... one, end, one end, there's a freaking tool shed that you could easily be running too fast and slam into and get freaking tetanus or some shit. I, like, I appreciate the realism of like them not having a ton of like grassy parks if we're supposed to believe this is like inner city Philadelphia. But they but, have a gym. But they have a gym. <laughs> so why aren't we practicing there? Is there something only that I could think of? because They I couldn't get the film for did it they film the, they the gym wanna, to film in that day. Yeah, they couldn't get the location or the uh, my thought was because I, I did think this the the gym lighting kind of sucked. It like mm-hmm. it for like the shots like the shots outside were way cleaner. Well, I mean, it becomes an explicit plot point there. The gym lighting does start to suck. Well, except for that backup generator, which <laughs> burns a lot longer than you think. We'll it talk about it. So they're practicing, and this is where we get the first mention. The rabbi comes over and delivers a lesson about the Maccabees. I'm gonna try and remember exactly how this goes. When the Maccabees were being attacked, their tactic was they. They drilled, uh, drilled. They dug a bunch of tunnels into a mountain that all went to the left or the right or the right, I think. Um, then they all hid in there so that when the attackers were coming, they couldn't. They had to attack with, with their, their left hand, and the Maccabees could attack with their right hand um, and be at an advantage because I guess all Maccabees were right-handed. And all, or that was before the devil got into people and made them left-handed. That was me. something we learned in school. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, and all Antiochian soldiers are left-handed. Of yeah, course. of course, or, or not left-handed. Not left-handed. Oh, yes, right naturally, naturally. I, I fucked that In up. many it's ways, fun. that's what the war was fought over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, he, the Lamont takes this to heart and he says, all right, guys, I've got a perfect idea of how we can make this team really work. And I got really excited because I was there's something I love in sports movies when the team that you're following comes up with like a specific strategy or like a play that is like, here's what we're, we've come up with. It's going to come in handy in the third act, like the freaking annexation of Puerto Rico and Little Giants. Uh, like, I just love shit like that. And it's not that exciting because they never what really well explain it. Court press? Louis, what's a full court press? What does that mean? So, a full court press, a press in basketball, take it a step back. Generally in basketball, if you're defending man-to-man, you're just guarding one person, mm-hmm. you pick them up at the three-point line, meaning when they cross the three-point line, that's when you actually start to guard Cover, them. Yeah. Um, a half-court press, you bring that up to the half-court line. As soon as your guy c- crosses half-court, you pick him up. A full-court press is you do that all the way, all 94 feet of the court. So the theory is you're pressuring the whole time. They have to be a lot more on their game on yeah. offense because they're not just going to dribble it up half the time. It's supposed to force steals and turnovers in the, like as they're bringing the ball up. The downside being it's very hard because if your you're guy gets get tired. If you're, yeah, and if your guy gets past you way further up the court, someone has to come way more over to cover him and then that leaves someone else wide open and it's very easy to break down if you're good. But luckily, we they are now the best conditioned team in basketball somehow. <laughs> 
And not to jump ahead, though, we don't really even see them use the full I don't cord press. I don't see that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that's them... why they didn't explain it very well, because they were like, oh, people are not are going to be able to pick up that that's not what they're I doing. I wanted them to be like, full court press, go and then see it happen. I mean, a, class, a classic Disney movie would have been like, they're going to give like a really bad explanation of what a full court press exactly. is in that scene. At one point, we see them do a full court trap in a game, which is different, which is basically a press, except as soon as someone grabs the ball, two people come to them yeah. and try to press them at the same time. But I'm like, that's not what they talk. They said press specifically. They they see yes. press pull multiple times. And not, not because to be... that's what the title is a bit on. And then also yeah. the other thing that I had to say, which like again, like who knows? They keep shouting it as if it's like a rallying cry. And I'm like, you're telling the other team what you're gonna be doing. Shouldn't you keep that quiet so they don't know it's gonna be a full court press? Yeah, it's not like a secret play name. It's a very it's the like definition of the term is yes. full court press. And they're screaming it next yeah. to the other team. Well, and they, I think one of the other teams also does a full court press during the game. So it's not like entirely possible. But Emma, that's why they're barking the entire time to cover what they're yeah, the actual yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're saying, we'll get there. Them dogs. Them, 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 my dogs. So after that practice wraps up and he teaches them about the full court press, Alex decides to follow Lamont in his van. I don't remember why. To see, see if he's, he's a... really the ghost of Judah McAmey. Yeah. Oh, that's why. I blocked that from my brain. <laughs> because really in don't. his mind, he was going to like just like be driving down the street and, and then just turn disappear. Into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so he, he chases him on his bike, um, on a, like a mountain bike. There's a weird, yeah, there's a weird mountain bike in it. BMX, excuse he's, me. Is the, BMX no, they wear is a, BMX helmet. He's got yeah, the but, helmet. No, but he like, he, no, he like goes off a ramp at one point. Yeah, in the middle of like, he's just like, it's a normal just like following him in the bike. And then there's a ramp that cuts like a slow motion little jump for no absolutely no reason other than it was 2003. Yeah. And, and someone in the boardroom said. Legally, you have to have a BMX jump. Said, my, yeah, kids, my kid's really into BMX these days. <laughs> yes, you think we absolutely. could get that in the, the basketball movie? For like one second. Don't put it in there too much. Though never circle back on it. I kind of liked that they were weirdly wearing that BMX helmet that I think was TJ's, but like I liked it because Disney always makes these kids always wear helmets, and it feels so unnatural that they're always slapping helmets on to go like two blocks. And yeah. I'm like, I kind of like the dumb BMX helmet because like that's something that a dumb 14 year old boy would actually wear because he thinks it looks cool. Yeah. Well, it's also to cover the fact that it's clearly not him on that bike. Oh really? You don't think he was doing BMX jumps? You don't, you don't think, think Max fa- Keeble can do that? <laughs> he made. The you know who could? Move. Judah Maccabee. <laughs> I don't think Judah could ride. Two a bike. Jewish legends, Judah Maccabee. <laughs> But yeah, he follows him to where he parks his van and then finds out that he's homeless. Um, and he's really, like, do you want to stay for dinner? Yeah, and there's a really nice scene of him showing him uh, some photos of his... Uh, I don't think he ever calls him his wife. He says... Or her, his wife. He says, says high school, high school sweetheart. sweetheart. And but, his kid. And the, the mother of his child and, and his kid. Um, and saying, like, there, that's why I'm doing this. I'm, I've been... Sending money back to them. Sending money back to them, waiting for the call for the Sixers so I can support them. I think he also we also see him at this point like uh, massaging his knees or something like that because he's like icing them. And yeah, stuff. we three it, knee surgeries in two years. Yeah, I we believe. can see this. We can see the scars. Like it's pretty pretty visceral. I was like, dang, all right, they're going for it. Um, but Alex is you know super just like chill about. It. He's like, well, you're definitely not the ghost of Judy Maccabee, but I don't need. To, I, won't I don't think the ghost of Judy Maccabee lives in a van. It's yeah. like one of the lines. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Uh, but I won't tell anybody about the whole van thing. They, which is good. It. They do meet. He's like, he's like, hey, Alex, um, don't tell the other parents that I live in a van. The optics on this were already bad. Of I, I, There's a stranger I met in the park who's teaching me how to play basketball. That's number one. And, and he's taking money from at, children. Taking money from children, that's number two. And then extra layer on top, oh, is he lives in a van down by the and river. And I had dinner well, there with him. There's nothing wrong with living in a van, Lucas, if you could do the job and there teach the children. There is nothing wrong with know, living in a van. But, I don't think the children should unsupervised be dining true, in that right, van. Yeah, right. But also, Lewis, these are 2003 stuffy parents. Yeah. They're not going to be that open-minded and about that. And he tried to break kosher at the Shabbos meal. 
This is the greatest. Yeah, three strikes and you're out, buddy. Yeah. So then we cut to another night of Hanukkah. I again, I don't understand Hanukkah very well, but he gets like a bunch of presents at once. I thought you get like a present a night for Hanukkah. I was kind of confused about that. But the point is, he gets his Dr. J trading card back because nothing is ever lost or gained. Well, the point is, he gets an encyclopedia CD. Oh yes, he gets an encyclopedia. Hilarious, because that's just like two things that are completely irrelevant now: encyclopedias and CDs. That's something your grandmother would get you because she knows you like computers and she knows what an encyclopedia is as well. <laughs> uh, and someone sold it to her at Target. Yeah. Some minimum wage employee was like, can you just stop talking? I don't care what you're going to get your grandson. But yes, he does get the Dr. J card back. So then we already alluded to this, but Mrs. Klein or Miss Klein, I don't remember, uh, starts hounding Lamont for his address because he didn't put it down on his like employment form. And he's like, well, I just moved so I didn't really remember it. So he just makes up something on spot and looks at a photo of Thomas Jefferson. So he's like 7427 like, Jefferson. Jefferson. Well, he says like 724 and then he throws another 7. Yeah, throw that, that's 7 you can tell. And Mrs. That's Klein that's is incredulous at the fourth d- digit yeah. on the... Well, that's that's how you know she's the most decorated lesbian. Cause that, <laughs> that, oh yeah, that, so excuse me, we have to say it now every time. Mrs. Klein of Canada's most decorated actress. Yeah. yeah. That honestly, like a normal actress in, in less steady hands would have been, you know, suspicious. The yeah. fact that she waits to be incredulous until that 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 second 7 is how yeah. you know she's one of the one of the greats. Do they not have four-digit addresses in Philadelphia? <laughs> is that actually a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was like, yeah, it was like, does she know that, like, that's not possible? Because she does completely react to the last number. Well, I also yeah. would have just thought it was, like, 742 number 7. Like, it's like the apartment yeah. number is 7 or something like that. But this is lit all the red flags for her. Lit red flags? Not the not the phrase I was looking no. for. This has raised a bunch of red there flags for her. Thank you. And so now she's decided she's going, going to follow, follow him. Oh, no, excuse me. This, hap- this happens first. Alex finds out about this because the rabbi tells, tells him. him when he gives him his quote-unquote failing grade in history. C he got yeah, that's He got a C minus, gang. That's not that bad. All right? well, that would have been failing to my parents, but I yeah, agree. Yeah. And I also think you're supposed to believe that that grade has made, means he's failing the class. Like, like he, that he needed like a better grade to not be in well, the red. I think the rabbi does say that he was doing, he normally doesn't do amazing, but even this is low for him kind of a thing. It's because he's been so about basketball. Contrary to Troy Bolton, his head has been two in the game. This is when the rabbi really does chalk up some major cool points. Like, he straight up is like, yo, like, you're failing. But never mind that. We got no, we gotta talk. He's like, Mrs. Klein, that raging bitch, is going to follow Lamont home from school today, and he should not find him living in a van down by the river. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know how he knew, but okay. He just sees the mattress. Oh, he does. You're right. right. When he's walking into school, he sees the mattress. He sees he's got a blanket and a pillow. Rabbi Lewis, he's got to sit on a swivel. Honestly, more so than Mrs. Mrs. Klein could have just walked by the van and noticed this at any point. Mrs. Klein can't see the forest for the trees. She's she's Mm -hmm. not really all there but I think yeah so he does know but he also knows Lamont's a good guy and living in a van down by river is not a bad thing and Lamont and he also knows someone who's trying to sell a he condo a shit realtor <laughs> cannot get he knows Philadelphia's worst person. realtor <laughs> You cannot get this beautiful home furnished, furnished home. off his goddamn hands. So he goes to his dad to ask him if he's still trying to sell that place. And he's like, yeah, I'm never going to sell <laughs> it. That's, you know, no one wants to buy real estate anymore in 2003. And but also, here's something that I want to bring up just to get us, just get our mind grapes flowing here. You get there to the apartment 
And their name is on the building. It is the Schlotsky Lofts. So is he the world's worst realtor or the world's like best land developer? Do they own all the apartments? I think that's the implication. That's the only one they can't sell. I guess in their whole building that they own, are they that fucking loaded? I mean, there's a realtor and a doctor. Those are some pretty solid. I mean, we did see that espresso machine. I don't know why I'm that incredulous. Mm -hmm. Incredulous? Incredulous? There you go. I'm like Mrs. Klein. Would you heard that last seven? Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's just a, a whole bit where he's driving around she's following him she's got like like old time in movie star a, 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 a scarf around her head and sunglasses and Alex leaves a little note on Lamont's car that yes. says hey Mrs. whatever faces Dean Redacted is gonna follow you home Mrs. Klein America Canada's <laughs> most decorated actor is gonna follow you home you need to go to this address and like walk there's like a little cute little picture on it too and... of like how to walk in yeah yeah and he and he walks As in he's never been into a home and before he, <laughs> he walks in he doesn't know he's kind of only ever lived in and, and he walks in and Alex is standing there and he gives Gives him the key to the door, and he's like, oh, "What count to five And then, and then unlock, unlock the door, door so she can see him walk in. And then, of course, what happens? Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake's a messes. Disney loves a mess. A classic convertible hijinks. Yes. A classic sloopy, sloppy, gunky. <laughs> de- that's how. That's what Disney thinks kids find humorous, which is just kids getting covered. There's two in things. Adults getting covered. There's in two of the things this here movie needs. One is BMX. The other is a mess. Someone- a kid falling in a pile of mud. Always, always. <laughs> The kids are in Someone's mind. gotta get all dirty. But so he successfully tricks her that he's living in this apartment. It's never addressed that he got the the address. Huh? I loved Very it when wrong. Mr. Schlossky just like strolls out of there. He was in the condo the well, whole time. Well, Lamont immediately... He's taking a dump. He Lamont was... immediately says, I can't afford this. And he goes, you don't have to afford it. You're just staying here for a time. Until I sell it. Until I sell it. And it he, sounds better if someone's living in it. Does it? That's not true. That's never been I, you true. You know, when I'm buying an apartment, I usually like there to be a rant. I like there to be a musk of a sweaty athlete. I personally prefer, you know, a man sitting on the couch watching TV or playing Fortnite with a pizza box. Munching on <laughs> chips as I'm yeah. touring. Yeah, taking I see, a bong hit. I see That's his, how I tour I all my apartments. down. <laughs> I, like, I like my apartments with that nice lived-in feel. Yeah. Yeah. Not by me, but by his, <laughs> a stranger that I'm looking absolutely, at absolutely. in his boxer sitting on the um, couch. But Lamont doesn't want to take their charity, so he'll only do it if they let him do some work on the He's apartment. He's going to like, paint it. Like, it paint looks it. pretty it painted. It looks fine. I don't know what other work It does look very industrial. The whole thing looks a little, like, it's blindingly white. So they could warm it up a little. Well, <laughs> don't be, surprise, surprise, they made it blindingly white, Emma. They're blindingly white people. Yeah, so he's he, he's laying down some roots in Philadelphia, some that he didn't intend to lay. We'll see how that develops in the final act. But I think for now, let's take a quick break. I need to pop out and get some candle oil. I keep forgetting to pick some up, and I feel like that's really kind of going to come back to bite And I think you only have enough for one night. I know, and, and, and I just, I, I would be so caught out if I was just, I, I can't even imagine it. So I got to go yeah, make a quick right. run. I'll as hold your, on the floor. As your yeah. guest, I wasn't going to say anything, but... <laughs> I, 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 He's I, running low. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, so we will be right back. Bad news, 
guys. The store was out of oil. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure it won't come up. I think it'll be I, fine. I don't know. I, I mean, it'll be fine, right? I don't How are we going to finish the podcast? If I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's true. I don't know if you guys know this, but we record these podcasts by the flame of one single Well, we, you're working on an oil-based microphone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's also part of it. That, yeah. was, that was at my request. You know, my parents yeah. are big oil people. So. Yeah, yeah. Oil parents. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? I think we'll just have to keep going until the oil dies out. I don't know how long that'll be. Probably only like 10 more minutes or so. We'll Let's see. Say two minutes and 45 seconds about. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's just keep the podcast going while we can. So now that they've gotten Lamont's whole living situation figured out, they have to deal with the consequences of the fact that Alex is failing his history class. Yes. And I was thinking, oh, you know, the mom's going to front confront Lamont cause, and kind of blame him for making his her son so interested in basketball, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. No, they go to the rabbi and are like, we're taking this in front of the school board. That one child is now failing a class because we got a good basketball coach. Okay. And is the school board just his mom? She's the head of it. Okay, yeah. okay. Truly psycho behavior in terms of like, Oh, yeah. so it was a C minus. Exactly. It was a C minus. It's one kid. And it's like, this needs to be brought in front of the school board that we're detracting away from like, athletics. This, the I, other four kids are still excelling on the team. And listen, yeah. you know what? This is honestly a one great advertisement for this school. They're giving these kids individualized attention. No yeah. child left behind. <laughs> Klein's on it. Like she yeah. is earning that paycheck. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's a weird thing. The mom storms out and then the rabbi's like, Miss Klein, why you gotta be ruining my fun about basketball? It's just something we love. Here you try. And hands her like a wadded up piece of paper that she throws in a bowl. She's like, yeah, gets really into it. And then she walks out and I was like, I don't need the character development for Mrs. Klein, Canada's most decorated actor. But I then, don't like. But that is development because she then is so into basketball moving forward when she goes she to the She does get very into basketball in the course of the montage. I'm looking at Louis's notes over his shoulder and the fact that he is uh, Max Keeble in massive letters bigger than everything else. I was else. so excited Scroll for that. <laughs> it is comically large. Continue. Well, we cut to the next basketball game. And by the one next... three games And by next, see? I mean the first one we've seen since the beginning. Yeah. And so we see them in the locker room. They're all changed into their gear and everything. And Lamont comes in and is like, all right, my dogs, how are we feeling tonight? And they're like, yeah, okay, okay. He's like, no, 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 no. I want you guys to feel, you know, like big dogs and start barking. And so they all just start going, woof, 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 woof. Uh, and it's so dumb. Weird. And it ruins the entire, all the scenes. I will say, I don't know that I've had that exact same thing happen, but that's something I would imagine, I've, I've had something similar happen at a sports team, where, and that just gets, it does get the team together. It seems stupid from the outside, but I bet there's been many of teams that have used that as a motivational tactic. And I also feel like there's nothing funnier to stupid 14-year-old boys than, like, barking like dogs. Like, yeah. that seems like something that would be well, really enticing. To, to your point, Louis, is I actually wouldn't mind it as a motivational tactic, but the problem for me is just that it sounds stupid. It sounds like their hearts aren't into it. They're just going like, woof, 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 Yeah, they're really woof, not woof, woof, woof. putting a lot of hutzpah. No, yeah, they, no. There we go. But yeah, I would have liked them to be like, woof, woof, like, like a little bit more aggressive. It's, it is a little half-hearted. Yeah, so it just takes the energy out of any scene for me, because I'm immediately like, why is this happening? I hate this. And this is where I think maybe something was cut, or somehow... Because Lamont is like, we're going to be a team out there, we're going to support one another, and we're always going to do what's best for the people on the team, right? And everyone's like, yeah. And he goes, which is why Alex is going to be sitting on the bench this game, because he's failing history, and his time could be better spent studying. studying. And I was like, okay, wait, hang on. How did you know that, number one? Is someone making you do this? Because like, like we never saw that get brought up. I'm assuming the school board. I, I fill in the blanks that from that school board meeting, it came down to Lamont, who is See, now employed by the school on a day-to-day basis. And needs the, the money. And needs the money. Well, but I, what I was expecting 
expecting was the mom to be like, I'm raising this to the school board and then find out that he benched Alex out of, you know, respect for his academics. And then she would be like, oh, he actually does care about my son learning and not just basketball. Or See, something. I feel like, that happens in reverse, doesn't it? Well, I think I, I read the scene as he's being a good coach. If you're a coach yeah. of yes. teenagers and eighth, like eighth graders, freshmen, well, also your the, responsibility is to make them good people, not yeah. just well, good it's basketball also that he's, players. They're treating it like he just invented the idea of academic eligibility, yeah. which is not a novel concept. However, yeah, we don't see him learn about it. It seems like that would be the turning point for the mother yes. later, That's my point. which yeah. it does not really develop that way. It's the turning point for Alex, yeah. which is that he has to sit on the sidelines and watch his team play. And he says they actually all play very well, but they still lose because he's not out there. Because again, I guess he's the well, linchpin. Of I think Jesse makes a comment like they actually look okay Julie. without you. Or, yeah. Sure. I don't know why. I, wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. How dare wow. you mess with any of that nothing character yeah. and it serves no purpose. Well, Julie says something and then she storms out because she's like... Does this really get in that fake fight that makes no yeah. sense? Yeah, because he says something along the lines of, I don't even know why you come to these games. And she's like, to support you. Why? Would you rather I not come? And he's like, I don't I even you. care. And then she just leaves because he's like angry and lashing But like, they don't make up. Like, this fight makes no fucking sense. No, and it doesn't matter whatsoever. She just shows up at the end without them exchanging That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't make up and then she just comes back. Yeah, Ladies, I w- we gotta be more strong will yeah, after I our storm outs. We can't just yeah. come back unless they actually come and apologize. Unless I he do, gives you a Dr. J card. <laughs> yeah. I do want to bring up, oh yeah, also the, at this point we've passed the moment where he offers to sell the card again to give Lamont money to stay in the condo. But I, I do want to bring up at this point because this is kind of where it's, this is where the shine started to come off the apple for me a little bit. I think this movie, yeah, there's a dip in the third act where it, it starts to lose me, which I was really disappointed by because I at this point I had really been enjoying it. But I think just some of the wheels start to come off the train as we reach the conclusion. Is this where he starts studying about the Maccabees in yeah. the basketball montage. Yeah, that's what happens next. I kind of like that. His teammates help him it study. Is. His dogs yeah. come over. His dogs come over and they're like, when did King Antioch pass down the throne? And they like, when did the Maccabees go in the mountains? And like, then they're they're passing and they're, warm, they're rubbing his shoulders. Yeah, it just feels really fake. <laughs> it feels really fake and forced to me. Really? You didn't yeah. think that this this movie had this screaming realism of like Phantom Thread? Like, I, I get what you're saying, Phantom but it's a Disney thread, sh- a channel original was... movie. Nice cut. Yes, it is cheesy. I, I would agree with you there, but I think that's also probably isn't, what this movie is going Isn't that kind for. of the premise of yeah. all Disney Channel original movies that this is going to be very cheesy. I mean, yeah, but it just... It but did, you have to remember, this movie is kosher, but, so they shouldn't have a cheesy <laughs> movie. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Oh, guys, maybe that's why it drops off in their act. They couldn't have the cheese so close to the, the meat, meat of, of the, the movie. Story. Yeah. Uh, we cracked it. Guys. But just my point with the studying scene is just that, like, it feels... Like, you know, I was talking about expositionary dialogue at the beginning where, like, this feels kind of forced, but, like, it's making it work. They don't land that here where they're just like, come on, we're the team, we're here to support you. Well, I also think it has the third act problem of things start moving so fast. I'm sorry, guys, but all I can think about is basketball. And all right, stand up and study while playing basketball. Is this... When does he realize, or is this just, like, realized in the moment that he... When he's studying or when he's taking the test, he needs to be dribbling and imagining basketball. That's saying the test because he they show up because first of all he not only is this, this isn't a new test he gets a random do-over on the test he got a C-. Yeah he can take the exact is, same test. Which is a terrible storytelling device that I always hate when it's like I failed this test but the teacher said he'd give me a do-over for no reason. I don't know how um, Because he's got a good heart. Well, yeah, the no, that, Rabbi Lewis wants this game. Yeah, that's yeah, okay, absolutely. He's got money on the. He's got money on. Absolutely. Yeah, Rabbi Lewis is really. He's act, honestly in deep to a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got, the only way they could afford Lamont. And they're they're like. 
Uh, we're here to help you study. They go over all with him while he's playing basketball with them. And then it cuts to him sitting at to take the actual test. And he just looks at the rep and goes, do you mind if I dribble an imaginary basketball? And he goes, whatever helps, man. Whatever. I, like, just, I need you on that court. I got a lot of dangerous people burning them down like that. <laughs> I got a wife and kids at home, man. I'm not your normal priest. I'm not like in the line for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. But so while he's taking the test, it cuts to two. And that was also a gross screaming advertisement for Judaism because a priest would have hit us in the back of the head if we tried to dribble an imaginary basketball. If you tried to drink a glass of water during a test, <laughs> you would have been sent to the I principal's would have been office. Collapsed with a ruler on the back of my jugular. Like I swear to God, you weren't allowed to move. But so while he's taking the test, it cuts to the gym and they're having practice without him. And Lamont gives this whole speech about how every member of the team, and by every member I mean the four kids we know, minus those minus those five scrubs that don't yeah, have a yeah. line. I know because Alex isn't there. He's talking about how they each need to be a part of the body. I loved this part. Uh, this is where it started working for me. This yeah. movie started singing it, this part. Um and this is where he goes up to TJ and he's like, TJ, you Got him, you're leading the league in technical fouls. When you get mad, I want you to think of the thing that matters most to you. Rebecca what is that? Bloomberg. And he goes, Rebecca Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> is this an all boy school? Question mark. No, because she's gave at me the vibe the, of it was. She's at the. Game oh, I, thought, I assumed she was at like a sister school. I think she's at a sister oh, maybe. school. Maybe could be. I don't. I think know. it's an all boy school. Okay. You don't see a single. I guys, as the woman expert, I was always. I had my head on a swivel yeah. for girls. There, you don't see a single girl in the hallways. And then he helps like stick as like this stand where he is or something like stick that. Stick is something. I don't remember. Stick his arm. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's the tallest. He's got to do the hook. That's what it is. Horrible form on the hook shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then and then Ben, uh, Big Ben's got to be the butt. He's the butt. He's the biggest. Because again, because they're making fun of him. For the being other one fat. is the mouth. He's got to talk trash. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Joker. Joker's, Joker's the mouth. Joker's, Joker's oh, wild, baby. I will say. What part of the body is TJ? If he's just is he the penis? Because he's so horned up. I, I don't remember which part. Is it the heart or the yeah. head? The ma- Maybe the head. Uh, yeah, the head? Uh, it doesn't matter. Maybe you got to use your head a little more and not get the technicals. I don't, I don't know. fucking know, man. But I know the one was the arm, the mouth, and then the butt. And he's got to use that big bubble butt. I don't, think yeah. it's, I don't think it's necessarily... I think it might be played for a fat thing, but I've legitimately heard probably all of my youth basketball coaches say, you got to get you got to put your butt into him. Yeah. That's like a that's big motivation well, no, yeah, when you're boxing Because he's using yeah. it for blocking and boxing. Yeah. Boxing you're, yeah. you're right, but he the, he does make reference to him being the biggest butt they have or something yeah. like, like you got to use that... Juicy bubble butt. <laughs> yeah, and Mrs. Klein is watching as Lamont calls him the butt and is just like, you know, yeah, clutching at her pearls. Yes, clutching her pearls. Canada's most decorated actress. Uh, <laughs> but they get some mojo. They get some Not mojo. Not karma, the, they get some mojo. The team is coming. To, oh, God, yeah, I forgot about I, that. Do they, did they, did that? get laughs and test screenings like that joke is not funny do you think these movies get test no. screenings Emma and by test screening I mean for white executives watching them in the boardroom before they're shipped off and that joke is not funny nor is it make any sense like Mojo is or, well it's I guess the mom's not hip and the kid is but like but the, no, no one talks like that I, who I, said Mojo in 2003 uh, Austin Powers that's actually Emma he's got you there <laughs> we were in the that, throes, we were of, the Austin throes of the Austin Powers although the, the whole point of that movie is that he's a man out of time living in the Yes. So, I mean, that doesn't exactly help the case, but... I don't know if we explained what that was. At one point, Alex's mom says, have you lost your bojo? And he's like, no one says that my age. But anyway, after this practice, Alex runs in being like, boom, B+. Killing it. I'm back in the game, baby. And Lamont's like, all right, cool. Well, I actually have to leave practice because I'm going to play a pickup game with a buddy of mine. So, you know, hit the showers and, uh, we'll, you know, we got the tournament coming up, rest up, that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. And then it does a 
very sped up and almost pointless scene of him playing one-on-one with his friend. That's a time-filling scene. Right it's there. a time-filling scene. I don't scene, think there's absolutely. any dialogue exchange. It's not, no. And I was like, is anything going to come from this? I was expecting some dialogue between them being like, oh, yeah, the knees really aren't holding you back, man. Like, I got to bring you for a tryout or something like that. And that none of that happens because it just cuts to, like, the first game of the tournament or no, I think the it's next practice. practice next practice excuse me it's the next practice and it's just like well i'm out uh i got my 10-day contract from the sixers i'm gonna be doing that now i've taught you everything you need to he know bails he so bails hard. yeah I, that annoyed me for a few reasons first of all this takes place in december i don't believe you, the nba hands out 10-day contracts until later in the season also i don't think anyone's ever been picked up on a contract because they played a game of one-on-one with one of the players well i think it's assumed that he then went yeah. on to do a real tryout I, I, is it though i don't think he just did the one street ball game and was like all right here's your contract my man you got I, it i think the implication is that's what happened he went back to the coach and he was like hey i know my buddy's knees are holding up i got it i got a guy for and this. they go you know the guy who had all these surgeries and he goes don't worry <laughs> don't worry not i a got this problem. guy he's absolutely broken down <laughs> he's a ramshackle tarp in a windstorm gonna blow over he anymore. might be the ghost of judah maccabee <laughs> but that's just good defense if you ask me he bails he bails yeah, they're he, all upset he really does like, okay, I don't know. I was kind of torn on this storytelling decision because it was like, yeah, in the real world... You gotta have that third act conflict. Though. You gotta have that conflict, but it's also like, he w- didn't seem torn at all. And it's like, yeah, but like, I guess you're right. Like, if he needs to provide for his family, he there is no decision. Like, yeah, you do have it, to just go play for the Sixers. And he's also in that point, my understanding of most athletes get to is you've been doing this the entire life. You're probably at the end, but you don't really know how to emotionally move on yes. either. So he's like, well, this is my chance to make money. I could get maybe get a full-time job here, but like, this is basketball. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I've always all I know how to do. I think he says it at one point. Yeah, but it is kind of sad. The boys it are, is. the dogs are, the, the dogs are whimpering. Are, yeah, there you go. Um, Which, by the way, this is what got me about the barking. I get that they're his dogs. Their team is the Lions. So to It have was a, very confusing. To have a yes, team of lions. Yes, it was Lions. Why were they barking? Unless they were sea lions. I don't think those. that. Arr, <laughs> Emma did a full uh, hand motion and <laughs> she brought a ball out and yeah. bounced it on her nose. It was very impressive. <laughs> she actually had it laminated on a piece of paper. Do sea lion impression. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good sea lion impression. I didn't know I had that in me. I, I didn't practice that at all. I definitely didn't practice last night. <laughs> yeah, Luke, did you say there was like a, a sea lion acting coach here the other day? Uh... It was actually a real sea lion. <laughs> I thought I oh, Kevin? You were yeah, Kevin? Yeah. I remember being awoken by the sounds of a sea lion flopping its way through our upstairs hallway now that I think of it. But yeah. I thought I was dreaming. Oh, that was Kevin. <laughs> I assume you know more than a glass, huh? What is this bit? Why are we getting going? <laughs> yes, and, Lucas. I yes, and. Thank you, Louie. I'm crying. Oh, my God. So the tournament starts, and they, they're they winning. It's a montage. They win. That's what I'm saying is just all of a sudden they've won a game now, and everyone, no one really bats an eye that, like, oh, the team can win now, and we've never seen them win before. Um, It also seems like I they... I also feel like he should have quit midway through the tournament. Does anyone else feel like that? Yeah. yeah. Wise? Like, it's like, like he was there. Like, I should he should have been, like, getting that. Or before, or before the pivotal game. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. And then he had to plot, and then they, so then they would have that thing of like, we've only been winning because, because they're doing fine without him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't even like Mr. Simowitz. I guess is their coach again, but he doesn't seem to be impacting. Anything Alex else. is the player coach. He's, he's keeping him motivated. He's coaching. He's getting them barking on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He's telling them, keep your head in the game, big butt. And but then, then again, him. that's like what I'm saying though. It's like within the stakes for the last game aren't as big because it's like they should have, feel like they can't do it without it him. It should have been like before the big game, and then he comes back. 
at the end or when they're down for the fourth yeah, quarter yeah, yeah. for the fourth quarter which I understand I, I understand like we get into this a lot in this podcast where we're talking about like why don't they do this obvious cliche that all other movies do it's because it freaking works yeah it works <laughs> like if this it's not broke don't fix yeah, it yeah because this this is just this is very I would say flaccid mm-hmm. in a way that it's just like you know they he left they still win nothing really yeah. changes whatever well and they do this whole montage at the beginning of the tournament they're showing all their wins and then they're also showing all of Tyler's wins to get oh, yeah. to the Warriors yeah yeah like continuing the tournament which again yeah, goes to my we, point of I don't give a shit about this kid I no. don't give a shit but they, about they Tyler do, they do the whole I forgot they do a whole like tournament mm-hmm. moving, moving the names the board. moving yeah. the boards and the names montage I, they, they went really over the top with it because yeah. they I think you're right I think someone on this movie was like no one actually wants to watch basketball we have to yeah. insert other things to distract yeah. people from the basketball but so they make it to the finals and this is the kind of the wildest scene in the movie is we cut to the mom's doctor's office and she rounds the corner and Alex is dramatically just staring out a window with his back turned to her and he just goes we made it to the finals <laughs> oh god yeah they have like a very dramatic scene here yes it's like pitch black and storming already this is like the classic it's what about my dreams dad like you want me to follow your me? dreams what like about what about my, my dreams? dreams yeah and she, and he's like you've never understood me she's like because i don't understand what you love about basketball and i don't even really remember the speech he gives he's her about basically like i just feel like so myself and clear-headed when i'm dribbling down that court like he tries to explain to her how basketball makes him feel and that is i guess lands with her well, well she has also had a point we skipped over it she She's had a point, an argument with the husband where the husband was like, I don't know if my son's going to play in the NBA, but I'm not trying to squash his dreams immediately when he's 14 years old. Like you wanted, decided Reasonable you wanted, take. Yeah, you yeah. decided you wanted to be a you doctor. You keep playing basketball yeah, and not and make like, the NBA. And it's that You don't have to quit just because you're not right. going to make the NBA. And he's like, NBA. listen, you decided you wanted to be a doctor when you were 10 years old. You made your dream happen. Like, it's, it's like you got to at least let him try. Let, let him try a little bit, not just, you know, knock his feet out from underneath him so hard like you always do. And I will say, I was very distracted in this dramatic, awful office scene. That is at least the second time Alex is in his mother's doctor's office with no apparent way of how he got there. And also the and doctor's just... office is clearly a condo in Toronto. Like True. that is the, I was like, that's just the middle of someone's condo. Like that's not a doctor's office. There's no medical equipment. Yeah. At a certain point we see her make a phone call and it's just a, a yellow wall <laughs> with two diplomas on the, on, hung on it. Very lazily decorated doctor's office or hospital. And yeah, I mean, I will say, cause I, I will defend this mom to my dying day. I think the crime, she is very good. Her, I really liked her, but her point was like I think what you get into as a mom is like uh, his dream is so hard like her she talks about at one time like the amount of people that play in the NBA yeah. and the amount of men that are like in yeah. the country or even they play except international players yeah. as well it's like the odds of that succeeding at that dream are so slim it's like she's trying to give him a different dream like she just wants him to find something that looks like he doesn't is want achievable. him to get hurt yes. by not yes. achieving his dream which yeah. is you know understandable R- mm-hmm. right about the merits wrong in the execution I guess you want to protect your kids exactly she's she's wrong but for the right reasons I yeah. would say so apparently also have never seen one of her son's basketball games. Yeah, she oh, of course go. not. She doesn't support. She's, yeah. yeah. I mean, she doesn't have time to mother this kid. You think she has time to go watch him play the sport she hates? Uh, of course not. The dad, meanwhile, on the every sidelines game. every he game. he just has to sell one condo. He's not busy. <laughs> did the mothers, did someone in the mother's family die in a tragic basketball <laughs> accident that we just don't know about? Like, maybe... We've actually asked this question before about many of these movies because so many Disney Channel original movie characters will have, like, irrational fears of, like, yeah, didn't we cooking assume, with that. Yeah, didn't we establish DB's whole family died in yeah, a fire? Yeah, Dylan, that was 
Dylan was a guest and we yeah. established that like his whole family was fed into cooking related yeah. fire because he hated cooking so much. But so he he's like, listen, I don't care. I don't need you to accept my dreams is what I'm chasing. He says, I'm going to the game. I hope maybe you'll come. He just he gets le- in the car, I guess. Yeah, he, he, drives. he drives himself. <laughs> he, yeah, he drives himself. And the next note I have is I'm sure what Emma's going to want to talk about, which is the game starts. And first of all. But you do see the mom go to fucking Julie, Jessica, James. <laughs> Julie, you Julie. got it the first time. Julie. And she's like, we got to go. I thought that was after the game started a little. I don't know. But you, you just see cutaway of her meeting. Like, and I'm like, oh, she's going to go to the game. But she doesn't. But well, then it's, the game it's, starts. Because, so it starts off with this thing that hits you on the head like a ton of bricks, which is... Again, that one executive was like, this movie actually needs three things. BMX, a sloppy mud scene, and then also a hip-hop cover of the, the dreidel, dreidel song. Dreidel, 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 dreidel. I made you out of clay. Audience, I, I, I pray to God that you heard it at the break. I was able to find this song. This has been definitely scrubbed it, from the internet. I mean, even, I mean, I'm sure I can... The band that was listed in the credits was like Dirty Ray and no, the Boys. No, so, it was Soul Soul. <laughs> Survivor. No, uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was something else. No, it was. I thought it was called something. No, but we're... the point is, I, 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 I always try and find the clean version of the podcast. It might be so important you hear it that I will rip it from the movie <laughs> just so you can hear it. And they come out, and this is what I'm talking about about doing a little bit of breadcrumb me, a little bit, just like get me. To get me excited for something like this. The, the fucking kids come out and do like a dance across the floor to the dreidel song where they're like doing a step shuffle across the floor to the dreidel song, clapping, barking. And I was like, I would have loved to see them practice that dance. Where did they learn it? Do we know that this is not a traditional Hebrew dance? You Are we what? sure? I, we don't. We don't. How do we, we Google don't. that without well, getting up on a list? <laughs> Emma actually pointed something out, which I am disappointed in Disney Channel they didn't do this, which is that we haven't referenced it, but through the entirety of the film, uh, all of the uh, Jewish boys boy characters are wearing their yarmulkes. Yeah. And uh, they're wearing them while they play basketball. <gasps> and why don't they have the lions on the like, Why yeah, don't they have sports yarmulkes? Emma said that the Jewish basketball players will wear a sports yarmulkes like their number and their team. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you do that? That's such a cool idea, especially for the last game. And sometimes for like their bar mitzvahs, you'll have like their name and like their basketball number will be on the yarmulke for the bar mitzvah. Like they should have had their numbers or something on the yarmulkes. Missed opportunity, Disney. I'm disappointed. Especially for the big game. That's what I just said. They should have upgraded. That's what I just I think said. They spent too much budget on the mud. That <laughs> just didn't have enough. That actually, oh my God, that would have been. They the, were like, hey, Jerry, what's our that, budget at? That like, would have been the He's like, we are in the red. That would have been the funniest thing in the world. Hang on. That would have been so funny because, you know, like in sports movies, like the longest yard where it gets to the big game and it's like, guess what, guys? I found new the money uniforms. to get to new uniforms. But then it's like, oh, did you get us new uniforms? No, we couldn't afford new uniforms. But we could afford is 10 new yarmulkes here in China. And they hear another industrial espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> so the game starts. So as we mentioned. It's storming. Th- it's storming out. It's storming. And so the game goes for a while and uh, the Warriors are up, but not by a substantial amount. I think they're up by like 10, right? It fluctuates like 10 to 14. Yeah, yeah Somewhere sure. around there. But I would say a healthy. They always have like a 10 point lead. Yeah, I would say it was a healthy lead, but not an uh, unbeatable one. The Lions score the first basket. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Because he and he, uh, Alex and Tyler have a dramatic face off. Yeah. At center court over who gets, you know, the jump ball, um, which is impossible because, again, Tyler is a solid two feet taller yeah. than Alex. But before the game starts, we should say they do start it by saying, you know, guys, what's our strategy? Full court press. press. And then they but we do don't see that full court press. Not really. Not no. really, no. They don't have enough, like, wide shots to even establish no, where, the, where they're on the court. No, covering who. Yeah. I... You get some good basketball in this scene, though. There's a scene where someone yells, box out, after a made basket, which made me <laughs> laugh out loud. Um, because that's not... You, the, ba- the ball's been made. You're not going to get it. And then... But then the next scene, someone boxes out properly, gets a rebound and scores. So maybe Good it was job just he like... he learned. Yeah, he learned 
what that was. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had never heard the term before, but and once he did, it all clicked. Yeah. Also, talk about a white villain. The coach of this other team. Have we touched down on this no. guy? Oh, this He's guy, like yeah. Such a fucking asshole. Like, just like the look of him. Like, he looks like someone who would be like in Wall Street. Yeah, because because the speak. rabbi like, is going around handing out hats, being like, "Hey, where are lines at? Where are lines at?" And the coach is like, "Here, here's a white hanky in case you want to throw in the towel or whatever. The wave the white flag, you know. I'm a dick." It's also like, I mean, I know that. I'm not even going to say this because it's just not true. I was going to say, like, people don't take grade school basketball this seriously. Oh, but no, then I've Emma, seen, Emma, I, I, for, and I forgot about the concept of men. And I've seen 40-year-old <laughs> seen men embarrass themselves and their families on the courts of 8th grade basketball games. So, But as the game wears on, this is where I, I was kind of like, oh, oh, we're, we're doing this, huh? We're just going for it. Because what happens? A big thunder crash, and then all the, the lights, lights go out. out. And guys, I don't know gym. if you know this, but... Judaism pop-up fact. Um, Hanukkah <laughs> is called the Festival of Lights. Instead of one day of presents. They, they have eight crazy nights. nights. But no, that's when I realized, I remember too, I was like, oh, this is just a full-on Hanukkah metaphor. Like, the yeah. lights go out. No, they're just the doing storm. Hanukkah. That's what they're doing now. And they all run out Students included. Students yeah, to included. that generator. They're all soaking wet. Yeah, remember that tool shed that we mentioned that you're going to get tetanus from? Children are just running Both about. teams, too. Both yeah, teams. The, the visiting team as well. There's kids around there. All just getting poured rain on. And Mr. Simowitz is looking over the electricity, electricity generator or whatever and says, it's totally shot. The electrician can't come out in all the rain. We have to end the game. And since the Warriors are up, they win automatically. Well, I believe Rabbi Lewis asks him, can you yes. fix it? Which oh, yes. He, this is where he Simowitz starts to shine. The line of the movie. I, I teach, teach algebra. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, oh, this guy. This yeah. guy, this he's guy right. Starts, this guy starts to, to slap a little bit. Rabbi Lewis says, we can end the game here. The Warriors win automatically. Or we do have a backup generator, but it only has, guys, it only has so much fuel left. So we'll just have fuel to- Fuel is also called oil. Yeah, in, in, this, in this, yes, you could call it that. So we'll just play the game as long as the fuel continues to run the generator. When the fuel runs out and the lights go out, whoever- is in the lead, will win. And the other team agrees to that, which is weird because the original option he floated was just end the game when you win automatically. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're so obsessed with embarrassing the Lions that they just go, oh, we could keep beating them more. We could keep going. And which, yeah, which you know keep... what? Feels a little anti-Semitic. Why do you got to hate on the Jewish kids so much? He does this, re- he does this yell schlotz a lot and point yeah. at <laughs> this He just kid. walks into Schlotz and goes schlotz and like points at him like menacingly. Like I don't no. really like his energy. No, I don't like the energy. Is... I don't like the energy of this team at all. But so yeah, they agree to get back to the game, but then we cut to the Philadelphia Arena or whatever where the 76ers are playing at any other NBA team. Unnamed NBA team. Yes. And she goes up to a random guy signing autographs be like, hey, do you know where Lamont Carr is? And he goes, oh yeah, he's over there. We just played him, whatever. He ran ran off. Was that a real basketball player? I don't believe so. It was Jerome Williams. But they literally teed him up as if like he was an angel. Like a fun cameo. Like Bobby Flay at Eddie Millie Cook-Off. I'm going to be honest, I looked him up on IMDb and he had other credits, so I assumed he was not a real basketball player. Mr. Williams, if you were an actual NBA player, I'm very sorry. So, she runs... American former professional basketball player. Oh, Louie, wow. Really? You are, we sure? are fired. Basketball oh. expert. Detroit Pistons, Toronto Raptors, Chicago... Yeah. Toronto! It filmed in Toronto. That's probably... Oh. Chicago Bulls and New York Knicks, and this mm. is definitely that guy. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Louie oh, is well. fired. You want a yes and to that, buddy? Because she asked him how tall are you, and he goes 6'9". Yeah. 6'9". Oh, the yeah, weed that, number. Nice. Which I do like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I do I do like this scene where she but she's like, okay, great. And before she goes to run off, she looks at him and says, What would you tell a kid who's 14 years old, five feet tall, and wants to play in the NBA? He goes, sign him up. Sounds like he's a big dreamer. Yeah, like he's, well, he's had a dream. And she's just like, damn it. And like it's a good it's a good endorsement. Uh, and so she goes and runs to meet Lamont at his car, the, the Lamont car. <laughs> Took a long Mm. sip for emphasis on that one. And he's, of course, having car trouble. Much like she had car trouble earlier in the movie where she had trouble with Lamont Carr. (laughs) 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 Um, His engine engine won't start. She just goes over and is like, just try it again. I'm not going to. What the fuck What is this scene? Was that that God willed the engine to start? Yeah, that was the Maccabees. It cuts to. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just say the Maccabees answer everything. They do. You're not wrong. But like they, lightning strikes. The, There's a twinkle. Yeah, they know they cut to the lightning and it's like striking in the sky, and then it just turned the engine turns on and it just works all yeah, like, of a sudden. Was that God? I don't know what it was meant to be. I legitimately thought lightning was going to strike his engine and like super so strike. I, I, was, I thought we were gonna back to the future. The fuck so, yeah, was gonna Um also we did we did skip this, I'm sorry. He says, I'm going to the airport. I need to get to the airport. My thing's right. And we think I thought he was traveling with the Sixers. Well, that's what we think. Yeah. But there's a scene before where he's icing his knees down and he calls his the, the mother of his child, don't know the relationship. Um and is like, hey, yeah, uh, you know, I'm back on the team. It's going great. I mean, the young guys are out jumping me. My knees are killing me, but I got some game left. But it's been making me do a lot of thinking, and that's all the scene is. And here he says, "Well, that's a breadcrumbs for you." There's yep. breadcrumbs, and he goes, "I need to go to the airport." And she goes, "You're not going to the airport. We need to talk." Hard cut back to the game. Yes, they're playing their basketball. This is when Simowitz comes back in and stops the game because he's figured out the calculation to calculate how much fuel they have. Yes, he he had one of those things. I don't know he what it's called. A, what is that? It's not. It's not a rule. But it's like a thing a like a slide roll. Isn't it? I, I, maybe that. I, it's a specific kind of measuring instrument where he measures like you know the vo- like the volume, maximum volume of the tube that the oil is in, and like how much is left, and he can judge how much time is is left. And so they're doing their best trying to make stuff happen on the court. They're like uh, crawling back. They're crawling back. They're crawling back a little bit. I um, mean, yeah, stops the game for um, essentially no reason just to tell them. And I would say no reason. Obviously, you would want to know this, this I guess. But I, for me, as the audience, I don't need to know exactly how much time is left because yeah. I know what we're doing here when the oil starts to run out we're gonna do a Hanukkah thing yeah and I know like, but I think for the team it's important to know like this is like play like you got a minute left or whatever like yeah. you, know, you need to foul also like, foul. he could say that just from the sideline without calling a timeout the yeah. which then reduces the amount of game time, time yeah. left and then he's counting it down he has the goal to be like 33, yeah. 33. I'm like shut the fuck up but while they're all, all despondent about how much little time they have left what happens Lamont comes. Yeah, why did you guys look so... I was, I was queuing that up for you guys <laughs> to respond very quickly. And we just sat in silence for a second looking at each other. Like, obviously... Well, I thought you were... I don't. I don't, didn't know if you were still on the oil thing, if you were going to... Yeah, I didn't know... Anything. I thought you were jumping to the oil, and my mind was like, isn't there something that happens before Yeah, that? yeah, I thought you wanted us to talk, so talk about how the oil keeps on burning. But no, Lamont shows up to support his dogs, because they're all desperate and sad, and he's like, yeah. no, 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 I didn't train no quitters. He's also wearing the craziest suit of all time. Did you notice that? That is a great era for NBA suits. I the jacket implore goes you, to his knees. I implore you to Google, like... Anywhere from like 2000 to 2008, NBA draft suits, and they're just hilarious. It's a full-on black suit, but except for the suit jacket goes to his knees. Yeah. It's not a trench. It's a it's a suit jacket. But again, like we were... Which would have to be so comically large because that man is so tall. Yeah. Okay. But again, like we were saying, he just kind of shows up and he he doesn't he doesn't really do he anything. He doesn't do anything. It's not like he doesn't do something that that Schlotz wasn't doing before. Yeah, he might say full court press again. Yeah, but he might. But they they've been doing for that for the eighth time. We it, we as far as we're aware, they've been doing. 
doing that. It's not like he was like, okay, here's the one play I never got the chance to they teach you. They do win on the hook, don't they? They do. Well, we have to get through some some okay. stuff first. But I'm saying that was his Because idea. they they reach a point where they're playing, they're getting really, really close, but then the Warriors get the ball back, and Tyler, that asshole, calls a timeout. What's insane to me here is everyone acts like he is cheating. Like this, the, he has ruined the game by cheating. He's by playing co- the game correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They recognize that the things are flaring, and they overheard what Mr. Simowitz said about how much time is left. So they know if they just hold for another like thirty seconds or whatever and let the oil run out, they will win the game. And everyone's like, because they t- can also because Simowitz was also screaming. They can yeah. hear him. They didn't overhear. Yeah, he right, just right. told the entire. He told gymnasium. the entire stadium. Yeah, and they are like, no, Tyler, we were winning, and you're just gonna tell. He's keep making us take a timeout. They're like, He's, boo, boo. Like, like, you called the timeout earlier. To learn about the yes, thing. and that's also like a common practice. It's in like sports. called running down the clock. Yeah, I it's I would one hundred percent do the same thing. But what is what where it starts to go over the line is like clearly these refs are on autopilot because the amount of time that is given for this timeout. Oh, it's yeah. forty five minutes long. Yeah. Generally, a timeout will maximum be sixty seconds. I yeah. think there's like a minute thirty when the count timeout starts. Well, no, because it has to the timeout has to start. They have to have this whole conversation. Yeah. The oil has to run out, and then guess what? Spoiler: alert, the oil doesn't actually run out. The the generator keeps going because it's a it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a full court miracle, some might say. They then have to discuss the fact that the oil is still last, and yeah. then it's like, I'm like fucking play. Yeah, it's good. And that's the thing: the, a ref doesn't even go like, "Hey, come on, Warriors, let's get back on the court." Yeah. They just run out, and the refs are like, "Yeah, whatever." The refs man. are like yeah. smoking. I like yeah. I. They're like, "You going to the bar after this?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, nice. I, I mean, imagine saying that to a referee. Listen, both teams have agreed that once the lights go out, the game is just the over. The ref would be like, "Our life." Lives are in danger. This storm is bad. I'm going home to my family. Yes. Also, you can't just decide to make new rules. We'll just postpone the rest yeah, of the that game. That was my question. Why is Rabbi Lewis in charge of, like, making Why these calls? Why wouldn't the ref be in charge of it? Like, I guess they're hosting the tournament, but shouldn't there... Like, it just seems unfair even to have a, yeah. someone with and a rooting interest coach, in the, the team. And the Warriors coach agreed to it, but I'm like... There should have to be some sort of governing body yeah. of this tournament well, that isn't affiliated. Then they agree to it, but then they try to run out the clock with a timeout. It's like, well, why did you agree I, to that if you're just... Well, I guess they realize they're making a comeback. Yeah, I think they thought that they could get it. Yeah, I needed to stop them. I also have some questions about the rules to clarify it. When the gas runs out in the generator, the lights briefly go out. Does yeah. the game not end there? Because it says when the lights go I, out... I did have this thought, Lewis, but I think... I, I not think, to be pedantic, but that's what we're doing here. No, yes, absolutely. I I, I, I think I would have liked to make that argument, but it, they, clearly they meant in the larger of the lights yeah. no longer function. Yeah. But yeah, they go into the, the you know, the last minutes of the game. Uh, also, by the way, five minutes left. Now, I know you all are on the edge of your seats, but Julie has come to this game. Yes. And she has a sign that says miracles can happen, but as they get closer to winning, it's scratched out and says miracles do happen. So I guess she's she's friends with them again. And then Lewis, as our basketball correspondent, would you like to narrate the final <laughs> final moments of the game? Because I cannot do it. Well, I had some notes just broadly about the end of this game. Yeah, At one point, there's 15 minutes on the clock and it says third period or quarter or whatever on the scoreboard which is just way too many minutes for a child's game and then all of a sudden it just goes to the fourth quarter without any stoppages that annoys me <laughs> it's just the classic children's movie thing of how do you not have someone on who's ever seen a basketball game on this set that's what happens when you don't get real refs you get a couple of white yeah. black and white striped shirts but so the end of the game they kind of make this comeback in the flickering the lights are flickering too the entire playing, time yeah yeah which makes it i imagine very hard to play basketball yeah yeah because hand some would say dangerous because to they, play would also, they also my thought was like it keeps 
keep seeing like the generator's done. And yeah. then I would, they would like stop playing, but then guess what? It's back. Like It's back up, baby. But they got five minutes left. They got to make like eight, ten points up. And guess what? Lamont's back coaching and he's yelling full court press. And, <laughs> and they, they can't be stopped. And the dogs are barking. The dogs and be the, barking. The crowd barks at one point too. Oh, I the believe. lions are barking for sure. Yeah. As we um, all, as they're known to do. Emma. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was, that, was, that wasn't as strong. <laughs> no. Kevin, get back in here. Kevin, she needs an emergency Want to do session. a pickup on that, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, I, I can't believe it's... I can't believe you paid five thousand dollars to Kevin, and that, that's the best you can give us. You got the holiday deal. <laughs> I can't. Please continue. Sorry, right, let's continue. They make they start making this comeback. The lines are barking. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Warriors have some costly turnovers, lead to some easy baskets. They get down to one. Yeah, the there's war- a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I remember being a lot of The turnovers. Warriors score again. Now they're up three. No one ever has shot a three in this entire game either. <laughs> um, I think they're playing. I actually didn't think you're right. I don't think it's um, anyone. No, they're children. I guess this is before the Steph Curry revolution in the NBA when he ruined basketball. Some people will get that. I'm you sure. won't. That's, but, what uh, that's, what, that's why we brought you on. Go ahead. Um, it's games going back and forth. All of a sudden, Warriors are up one. This is, by the way, this is the part I was talking about where they just, for some reason, decided to do all these crazy camera yeah. things. That's when I got really sick. I honestly don't really know. Uh, you asked me to narrate it. Yeah, and yeah, I kind you of really can't do this part. Because I'm like, they're just cutting. They're speeding it up. They're slowing it down. They're putting, like, blur effects on it. It looks like garbage. The one thing that is worth narrating is, of course, how do they win is that Alex has the ball. The ti- the timer's running out. The lights are also running yeah. out. That miracle is not going to last for eight whole nights. 20 seconds left in the game. Schlotz has the ball. Yes. Yeah. And, and he has the opportunity. He could shoot himself. He but, but he's learned how to pass. And he throws it to the stick man who <laughs> hook shots it in. They score. It's a buzzer beater. It has a light beater, too. Yeah, a light oh. beater. <laughs> because guess what? The generator dies. At the exact moment, the shot goes in. So they've won the tournament. Everyone's going crazy. They get a big trophy or whatever. It's important to note the mom has not showed up. She shows up like right as the game ends. Yeah, she? yeah. something she like that. She sees the final like shot. Which, how did Lamont beat her there? They because both left from the scene. She had to go stop somewhere she first. Oh, yeah, right, right, the airport, right, right, right. he went Duh. to the game. Duh, that makes sense. Yes. So basically, what we learned: the mom sees like the last shot. She's excited. She's into the game. Not more than Miss Klein, who's Miss Klein, Klein, Canada's most decorated actress, is now the number one basketball fan. She has done some basketball-related cocaine. She has had a courtside orgasm. She's like freaking out. The mom comes in. She's also into it. And we realize that she let Lamont go straight to the game, and she went to the airport to to pick up his girlfriend and uh, his child, our wife. We still don't know if they're. We still don't know. And also, Um, he's been looking a lot at like this crayon drawing of his kid wanting to uh, have it, have his dad there for his birthday party. And then at one point, Alex says to him, I think it's when he leaves, Alex goes like, maybe your family just wants you to be with them. And I'm like, mm, I think they still need money, Alex. Um, but so, yes, Lamont has seemingly convinced his his uh, loved one's family to move to Philadelphia, and he's going to co- coach the full-time, uh, full-time at the academy. And it's a very nice moment, and that's where the movie ends. That's it. That's it. I like this movie a lot. I think it's definitely one of the better sports-related ones we've seen, I think, at least in the fact that it's the most about the sport, I mean, even if we don't get to see that much of it. I think the characters were all really fun and interesting. I think the performances are solid. I think all, all around, there's a lot to like here. There's just a few detractors, like the weird camera stuff they do, the fact there's very little basketball, like we mentioned. And just that, yeah, the third act takes a bit of a dive for me, personally. I haven't seen it in about 10 years. Right. It yeah. held up, just because I was expecting the worst. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I was expecting it to just I, be I didn't. Awful. I didn't know what to expect going in. I had no expectations. And I was pleasantly surprised, I would say. Yeah, so it was pretty good. You know, you know the main character, like Lamont and Schlotz and the parents, pretty well thought out character. Any side character was just like literally. Yeah, they didn't really give Joker a big arc. Yeah. No, I, I, the Joker.
Joker arc I'm here for. I'm surprised they didn't make a, a well, I guess it was already straight to TV. Is straight to VHS below straight to TV in the Disney hierarchy? Did we get a straight to TV? Well, no, they, they, I don't know if you're aware of this. They made a standalone film, but they recast it as Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that's uh, the Joker yeah. standalone okay. film. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's in the... That's in the that, felt like a, that felt like the biggest pity laugh imaginable. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of my yes and. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the Full Court Miracle cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll have to watch it. I've never seen it. Yeah, so. no, the FCMCU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, really it's a small world. Fun think fact, about it. but it's all connected. But yeah, it was a fun movie. The I twisted mind of Tom so I'm sorry. I couldn't tell if it should have been longer or shorter. I think it could have been a little bit longer. Longer. I think that they just the pacing was weird on. Yeah. That's probably my biggest note. It's just like stupid. The, I had, not the pacers out there. The the two the yeah basketball they're, team they're 76ers. and one. <laughs> uh, what does 76ers mean? I assume it's something related to Philadelphia in 1776. Yeah, oh, that's so fucking stupid. Um, anyway, um, the Liberty Bell sometimes. Yeah, Liberty Bell. You know. Oh, by the way, it's called the Liberty. Tournament or the Liberty Cup or whatever. There, if I get to the Liberty Bell, on it. I really just enjoyed the, the movie, and I think it was. I liked it just as much as I did when I watched it as a kid. I think I honestly liked it even more because I appreciated how good the kid actor was and loved the mom even more. But I will say, pacing issue is a little tough. Basketball, not the best basketball I've ever seen played. And then also number two, I just like wish there That's was three. higher. I wish there was higher stakes, as I said before. Like, I wanted the tournament to have more of a stakes. want to maybe have him actually fail. I don't know. It just felt like there was never... I was never that worried about them, because they seemed like it was always going to be just fine. Very fair. What would you rate the film, Emma? I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I was going to give it an 8.5. I was very I was very uh, happy with this one. I, I think it's very solid, and I would recommend giving it a watch. I will say it's probably the best Jewish basketball movie I've ever watched. Mm, I mean, it's up there, for sure. It's definitely up there. It's top three, top two, depending on the day yeah uh, yeah know. i mean it's L- louis what would you rate the film how many ba- ba- how many basketballs out of 10 i would rate it eight jams out of 10 oh jam. okay, put some jam on it yeah absolutely well that's about it for this one i think and you know what that means next month is january my birthday month which means i get to pick and i'm picking a film which i've been dying to talk about because it is one of my personal favorites mm, um i was reminded how much i loved her <laughs> i was reminded how much i loved her when we did the sweet life movie so i'm bringing her to the forefront we are doing brenda song's own wendy Wu homecoming oh, I, warrior this is actually a good movie. i love this one it's a great I'm movie very excited Absolutely demented title but great movie it's a long title very mouthy but very excited to talk about it maybe my favorite standalone disney channel original movie of all time i think i've said that before so get hyped for that Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I am at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Lewis, our wonderful guest, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to plug anything for where people could find you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Shut Your Pickles. Uh, <laughs> Are there any underscores in there? Is it all one No, word? it's just all one oh, word. Okay. He likes to keep it clean. Yeah, clean. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok sometimes. <laughs> I've seen Louis TikToks. They are quite funny. I'm not really making them. But maybe maybe this will be the boost I need. Yeah, make, maybe, make it your New Year's resolution to get yeah. more on the talk. This is even more embarrassing to say into a microphone, but it's KY <laughs> underscore Lou underscore B. So you can follow me there. Um, Yeah. Well, at least it's an oil-based microphone. Yeah. So that <laughs> yeah, true. Time. Guys, I had totally forgot. It's still, it's still going. <laughs> All that's left to say is that you should follow us on Twitter at Decomedy Podcast, and you should give us a wonderful little like, rate, and review on whatever lets you do that sort of a thing. It'd be a wonderful little holiday gift. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and you should also go to audiotree.com. There's going to be a ton of great podcasts there that you will like. I guarantee it. Um, but that will do it for us for this year, everybody. I It's been quite the 2022. 
It's been the heck of a ride. We thank you so much for staying with us while we get through it. I hope everyone has a happy holiday. I hope you had a happy Hanukkah because that'll be over, over by the time this comes out. Um, but I definitely hope everyone has a wonderful new year. Louis, thank you so much again for joining us and teaching us everything about basketball. Apologies again to the Jewish community. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, I'm sure whiffing on that one pretty hard. It's going to follow me for the rest of my life. No, no, it's your fault. Not, it's our fault, not yours. That's at Shut Your Pickles Jewish community if yeah. you want to tweet at If you want to tweet at anyone, <laughs> I'm your guy. Absolutely. Um, and also just remember Steph Curry ruined basketball. That yeah, that's another thing you can tweet out about. Um, but yeah, that will do it for us, everybody. Have a good year. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. DCOMs forever. So, what was your major at Virginia? Exercise physiology. Alex says you're a natural coach. I mean, the team is on fire. Yeah, way, way better since Lamont started coaching us. Of course, they started so bad, they only had one direction to go, which is up. <laughs> Whether or not Mr. Carr is qualified to coach is not the issue. Parents are concerned that a total stranger is tutoring their children at a public playground. Well, I can show them around. I'll introduce them to all the parents. The point is, Alex, school activity should not take place out on the street. Your mother's right, Alex. She's absolutely right. And that's why I propose that you do your coaching at the gym and the yeshiva. <coughs> um, you do know I'm not Jewish. I had suspected that, yes.